Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Must be St. Patrick's Day, starting off today's show with the great song Pride in the Name of Love off of the unforgettable album, Unforgettable Fire by the great U2, Bono and the crew, Pride in the Name of Love on this, your St. Patrick's Day 2022. And with that said, and I know a lot of Irishmen, a lot of them, from Bill O'Reilly, he's on today, to Pete Morgan, a bunch more. My favorite Irishman of all, if not my favorite person, my partner celebrating today and all day, including two shows on this station, the great Bernard McGurk. Before we go any further, happy St. Patrick's Day, Bernard. Uh, sure, look at you. You're making me blush, you are, Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, listen, happy St. Patrick's Day. This is a great day. I mean, every St. Patrick's Day, I do feel... A well of pride. And thank you for those beautiful words right there. By the way, my favorite uh, Jewish guy, Sid Rosenberg, well, maybe, he, maybe my favorite guy of all time, period, as well. Well, thank you. And you do mention Jewish guys, so I'm in a bit of a uh, kerfuffle today because while I'm all about St. Patrick's Day and I love that holiday, I've been hammered many, many times. In fact, Lou Rafino is proudly wearing his McSorley's T-shirt today. Uh, I love it. Isn't that great? A green or be gone, and at least twice that I can remember me and Lou got hammered together at McSorley's. By the way, Lou, that is, that is a well, great shirt. Hammered is an extreme. I don't know. Was it really hammered? It was worse. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, worse. It was, <laughs> it was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, oh, uh, Jesus. Good old days. I've been but those the... guys, by the way, those guys in, in McSorley's, they don't tolerate, uh, you know, wayward behavior. People oh, get no drunk. Way. They, they no. throw you out right oh, away, don't I've they? They'll, they'll, they'll throw you out. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. And if you've yeah. been there too long and you're drunk, they they'll throw you, throw you out. out. That's right. I've seen them come across that bar. No, for that, you're doing. Go on, move along. Get out, get out. You guys are gone. You've been here long enough. Get out. Go. It's kind of like uh, John Pannone at oh. the uh, Asian buffet. You've been here for an hour. Uh, so, <laughs> so put I've it done, down, or I'll put you down. <laughs> I've done the parade. I've done the drinking, all that stuff. But my kerfuffle is: you mentioned I'm a Jew today, Bernie. Is that not only is today St. Patrick's Day, but today is a huge Jewish holiday. In fact, all my wife's oh, yes. partners are out of work today for a, also a very celebratory Jewish holiday. Today is Purim. You know what? Let's get together. Come on out to Fifth Avenue. <laughs> right. Put, it, put on your costumes. It's like a Halloween type of uh, Jewish holiday. It's, it's, from the what same, it's the same exact thing. The difference is is that there's always the same three characters. Mordecai, 
Sarah and uh, Haman. It's always the same three characters. You can't dress as just anybody you want like Halloween. But you're right. The little kids get dressed up, and they hand out shalach minot, which is a, a big plate of cookies and candy every single year. So St. Patrick's Day and Purim on this great Thursday. How about that, Bernie? Well, I like that. So come on out to Fifth Avenue, you uh, Jewish, uh, my Jewish brethren celebrating this Purim. By the way, uh, for a long time, the mayor of Dublin happened to be a Jewish man. That's right. Yeah, for a long time. I so, knew that. Uh, you told me that, actually. We have a lot of solidarity. And, and plus, <laughs> yeah. we've been oppressed uh, through the years. This is true. Uh, if, if, you know, people, uh, you know, they see virtue in victimhood and whatever. Forget that uh, virtue in victimhood stuff. But it is a fact we were definitely under the yoke and the thumb of the vicious uh, British. In fact, they let us starve to death. Yep. A, a calculated intentional move of in uh, on their part back in the 1840s for which we'll never forget but uh so yeah we have certain things in common sydney certain things in common and uh but either way we don't want to look back we want to look forward and be optimistic that's what the irish people do i believe that's what the jewish people do look look at what they did carving out an oasis in the middle of the desert and ireland is uh, thriving not only just surviving but thriving big time these days. Now, as if that's not enough, St. Patrick's Day in Purim, a third reason to get drunk today. And many people do, and they do it every year on this day. Today is also the tip-off for the NCAA basketball tournament. I can't tell you how many years I did the show live from the CBS Broadcast Center on 12th Avenue, went out to a local bar, watched college basketball all day, Thursday and Friday, drank all day. Michigan is your first game this afternoon. Your four number one seeds, Arizona, Kansas, Baylor, and Gonzaga. So now you got three different epic events going on today. St. Patrick's Day, Purim, and the start of the NCAA basketball tournament, and all three involve drinking. So all the cops are going to be drunk at the parade today for about 10 hours. Come on. <laughs> uh, listen, by the way, the uh, there's no drinking regarding uh, Purim, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no? no I don't think so. Now, you kinda, you, you kinda, Sid, Sid's taking po- creative license here <laughs> with his, uh, with his uh, you know, uh, lumping in all these three uh, events together. But as, and, and the police, of course, there's, there's no drinking with the cops these days. It's, they're all business. They're going to be busy. Yes, today you have uh, the spectacle of all these these kids and everybody else coming in, uh, you know, to Penn Station, Grand Central, the subways. And then after the parade is halfway over, they start making that well, walk of shame back to the aforementioned transit hubs. Yeah. And it re- really is some, – some of the sites are pathetic, but uh, – but that's not what it's all about with Irish. It's Irish pride. It's all good stuff. And, yes, we throw in a bit of drinking. By the way, the Irish uh, regarding drinking, we, we had to do it to level the playing field for the rest of you people. See what he did there? You see uh, what I'm saying? It is uh, worth mentioning, too, that uh, Pete Morgan, dear friend of both of ours, and uh, sponsors all my sports reports and uh, basically spends a ton of money at this station because of us. He uh, he did sponsor this day. Peerless Boilers is the official sponsor of our St. Patrick's Day celebration here at the station. Pete will hop on at 825 this morning. So a special thanks to Peerless Boilers for once again sponsoring a major event at our station. 
I do want to put one picture up early this morning, Bernard. Uh, uh, Bernie says this all the time. you got to listen, folks. Download that 77 WABC app. You can listen to Bernie and Sid in any city, in any state, in any country around the world. Download that app. It's free, 77 WABC. But if you're anywhere near a television, a smart TV, you can watch Bernie and Sid every morning. We are simulcast. No different than Good Morning America or the Today Show. For many years, I miss on Fox Business. Just go to WABCradio.tv. WABCradio.tv. So yesterday, I got in this really good workout. Getting ready to go to California, Hollywood on a Sunday. Getting a few of my last couple of workouts in. Haven't shaved since last Sunday, so I'm starting to get into that character role, this Dracula role. So I put up a, a picture of, uh, of me in the gym yesterday. There it is at WABCradio.tv. And Bernie, folks started to comment Direct messages, which only I can see on my Instagram page, Rosenberg.Sydney, Rosenberg.Sydney. By the way, the show has a page, too, at It's Bernie and Sid, at It's Bernie and Sid. But you can see that picture, right, Bernard? Uh, Well, right now I'm having trouble accessing the WABCradio.tv site. So uh, I will do so momentarily, but right now I don't have it. Okay, so it's me in a yellow T-shirt. You can see the veins, (laughs) I mean, just protruding out of uh, my arms, and I wasn't even doing biceps yesterday. I was doing shoulders, and, and I'm firing a gun. And the caption that they put up uh, inside the, the graphics room is, guess the most common response Sid has received since posting this photo from New York Sports Club. And uh, there was one response I kept getting over and over again. And if you guys want to try to guess what it was, Feel free to do so. Go to at It's Bernie and Sid or at Rosenberg.Sydney. The picture is up. Uh, I will tell you this. There is one member of our cast, Bernard, one member of our cast who said this, what, a week ago? Ten days ago? He predicted this. He predicted this. And, And now everybody yesterday said exactly what this genius said over a week ago the most common response in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll give you that response from the picture I put up yesterday. Now, talking about pictures from yesterday, uh, the picture you see in local newspapers, papers all over the country, everywhere today is that of Vladimir Zelensky uh, yesterday speaking to Congress, comparing what's going on there to make it, uh, you know, Americans to to really visualize this, comparing it to Pearl Harbor, comparing it to 9-11, so not a long speech, Bernard. He was done by the time you and I were done yesterday. But uh, certainly a powerful speech by Zelensky basically begging the world to help him out. Oh, yeah. He wants, uh, he wants the kitchen sink, everything in the kitchen sink on top of it. But the big thing, of course, was the no-fly zone, which he is not going to get. He's not getting this no-fly zone. But it was a pretty good speech, and he knows the United States. I mean, he helped, he had people helping him. Uh, appeal to this particular country. It was a different speech from the Canadian speech. And as you mentioned, he invoked some uh, some real, uh, you know, sacred moments in uh, some real tragic moments in our history. And, uh, again, a sacred moment as well. In other words, let's just play a cut one. He, uh, wait, he, he let off pretty much with this. Uh, play cut one. This is Zelensky, Louis, from yesterday. We need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 2001, when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories, into battlefields. I have a dream. I need your help, which means exactly the same. 
the same you feel when you hear the words, I have a dream. By the way, he lost the accent pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's actually he, he worked on it. But from, listen, I would have, I would advise him against comparing uh, what ha- what's happening in Ukraine uh, to nine eleven. It's just it, it, it's not similar. And it's Pearl just, Harbor, Pearl Harbor, yeah, too. and Pearl Harbor. It doesn't work. And then, to, and then to invoke Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, is there anything you didn't steal from us yesterday? Yeah, please, I'm begging <laughs> you. I'm begging you, bro. I mean, I know you need help, and you, you're being very heroic and all that by staying in the Ukraine, Kiev. Blah blah blah. But don't do that. Leave that stuff out. Those are different circumstances and situations. But uh, he was trying to pull at our, our uh, tug at our heartstrings. And, of course, all the members of Congress, they snapped too. And, yeah, 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 Zelensky, Zelensky, Zelensky. And they approved almost a billion dollars in aid, for another billion dollars in aid, on top of what we're already sending, which is billions already, to Zelensky. And in the meantime, a lot of people, and it's, you know, some people say this is treasonous to say this, but what about us? What about the United States? Why right. don't you snap to and respond to some of our concerns Fair. and some real problems? And I will cite our own border and the fentanyl that comes up and kills tens of thousands of people um, almost monthly uh, with this fentanyl. So uh, a part of me, I like it. I like what he's doing. Blah, blah, blah. The other part says, hey, Take care of this country first, all right? And then we'll, if you can't take care, if you don't take care of yourself, and you're not in any position in any shape, uh, then you're not in any position or any shape to take care of other people. You got to take care of yourself first, and that's where these virtue signaling weasels who stood up for like two minutes, uh, you know, giving this guy a standing ovation, they ignore us. But uh, Zelensky, yeah, whatever you need, I got, except for of course the no-fly zone, which I agree right, with. Right, right, right. Uh, Russian invasion, by the way, this is now day twenty-two. Putin is claiming the war is going according to plan. Uh, of course, that can't be the case. They have uh, suffered way too many casualties. In fact, a fourth Russian general was killed in combat yesterday. A fourth. And the, uh, they've lost are, a ton of equipment and a bunch of men, so it cannot be going according to plan. This was supposed to be easy for the Russians, and there's not been that at all. People making those, uh, the Russians making those proclamations, reminiscent of, uh, you remember this guy, Baghdad Bob. Yes. We're winning. Any moment, we're going to crush the Americans. And meanwhile, you know, it was like right, a matter of right, days right. that he was dead and uh, we, was we owned Iraq. Thank you to uh, the numerologist friend down in Los Angeles. I did say Sarah Esther. It is Mordechai Esther and Haman on this uh, Purim holiday. And finally, if you're watching the, the show right now with WABCRadio.tv, there's a picture of Bernard. He's home, of course. But a very handsome picture, Bernie in a brown sport jacket, button-down shirt with that angelic smile. But behind him, the backdrop is uh, green shamrocks and uh, the whole, uh, you know, the whole Irish thing going on. And people are saying, well, what about you, Sid? What about you? You're wearing a white linen shirt. Aha! That's true. But I'm going to stand now. Hold on. Get the camera down here, if you can. Move it. There you go. It's not the first time. There you go. Hey, now. (laughs) These are green very sexy, by the way. Green tight dress pants from the store Theory. So I am wearing green, green tight sexy dress pants. One more time. Okay, Eric, let's get. Yeah, uh, say tight one more time. There you go. So I am dressed in green today too. So That's there good. you have it. Tribute to my people. I like it. See that? Yeah, tight green pants. Yes. I don't know. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's kind of gay. Uh, gay. gay. 
A little bit, okay. but uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. We <laughs> shall take it. enough of that boy. Sit down. <laughs> Are you wearing anything green right now at home? We can't see you, Bernie. You I may be a, naked. I'm, I'm wearing a green shirt, as a matter of fact. Ah, good man. All right. Yes, indeed. All right. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Off to a great start already. St. Patrick's Day, Purim, NCAA basketball tournament. Great guests all day long. Folks like Bill O'Reilly, Tommy Smith, Bill Donahue, always a great one, Pete Morgan, and we'll start the day, as we always do, with the man himself, the great John Katsimatidis. He'll be here at 7.05. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day with us all day long, right here on Talk Radio 77. The sweet a thigh, a stick in the hand, a drop, drop in, in the, the eye. eye. Hopeful damsel, I did cry. Johnny, I hardly, I hardly knew, knew you. Hit it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Love it. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Lou, who does this version drop right here? Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys. Oh, uh, Neil great Diamond. Version. I think it's Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny, I hardly one. knew you. By the way, the Clancy Brothers do a great version, but this is kick-ass of uh, Johnny, I hardly knew you. The eyes that look so mild. Hello, hello. Where are the eyes that look so mild when my humble heart your first beguiled? With me and the child. Johnny, I hardly knew you. So listen, uh... It is uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, Let's that's go. good stuff. And uh, so uh, to my people out there, congratulations. We're going to have a great day. Too bad it's going to rain a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's not gonna, that's it's, okay. It's just going to be like a drizzle type of rain. Well, and you know what? That's, that's, that simulates, uh, much of the that simulates much of the weather in Ireland. So uh, we're right. used to that. We're used Very to that. Very similar to Dublin weather, yes. There is one thing I do every year St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I watch the same movie. Every year, I'm going to do it again today, and I tell you about this all the time. It stars uh, Sean Penn, along with uh, uh, Ed Harris and uh, Robin Wright Penn at the time, and uh, Tarantino, one of those brothers, and the movie is State of Grace. And it's about the Westies getting into a fight with the Mafia. And uh, Gary Oldman plays Ed Harris's brother, and he's genius. So every year on St. Patrick's Day, I take aside an hour and a half and watch State of Grace. You all should do the same. What a great Irish movie. I am going to, to look for that myself today. I've never seen that. I've heard you talk oh, about it Oh, you'll before. love it, Burn. You'll love it. I promise you. The but, Westies uh, versus the mob. It's great. I'm into it. Uh, but Mine is The Quiet Man with John Wayne oh, going way back movie. in Maureen O'Hara. Yep. And also The Informer with Victor McLaughlin They're going way back to the 30s. Great, great, great Irish movies. By the way, I'm going to be hosting the uh, noon to 1 p.m. It's called The Irish Hour. <laughs> the noon to 1 p.m. hour here on 77 WABC with Congressman Peter King. A lot of surprise guests and uh, all things Irish and uh, Irish-American, of course. So that's noon to 1, uh, myself and Congressman Peter King. Listen, uh, and the NYPD will be out in full force, uh, you, you know, <laughs> making sure things go as planned. But listen to this. Uh, we slam Eric Adams all the time, Mayor Adams. Because, obviously, crime is exploding. Since he took office, crime has gone up. And uh, he's not been quite as effective as we hoped he would be. Yesterday, he, for some reason, he was doing a press conference. He was talking about the new anti-crime units that were coming out. And uh, people videotaping police while they're trying to do their jobs actually came up. And listen to what he said. Eric Adams, you're going to love this, I think. 
Uh, let, listen, start with cut 19, Lou, Eric Adams, on uh, people videotaping police while they try to do their jobs. If an officer is on the ground wrestling with someone that has a gun, they should not have to worry about someone standing over them with a camera. If an officer is trying to prevent a dispute from taking place and de-escalate that dispute, they shouldn't have someone standing over their shoulders with a camera in their face, yelling and screaming out there at them. You're damn right, punk. Put that camera down and get the hell away from me. And too bad that I don't, I don't know if there's any legal recourse for the police. I don't think there is. But good for Eric Adams for pointing that out. And saying it with a very resolute tone, if you ask me, and he went further. Cut 17. Play that, Lou, please. Stop being on top of my police officers while they're carrying out their jobs. That is not acceptable, and it won't be tolerated. And what is not going to happen? I'm not going to put these men and women on the front line and have someone put a foam in their face while they're taking action and try to critique their ability to do their job. What do you think, Seth? I think it's great. Look, uh, you know, you know how I am, Byrne. I, I, I voted for Hillary Clinton, but I was very, very quick to give Donald Trump credit, and he became one of the great presidents of all time. I've been very, very critical of Eric Adams, even more critical than you probably. Uh, I've taken it more personally, obviously. Uh, but what he said there yesterday, Bernie, grand slam home run. And, no and, I'm all, and, and by the way, these videos are sickening, too, because oftentimes, and, and Bernie, you point this out all the time to your credit, you know, they start these videos when the tussle is already going on. They never start at the very beginning when, in fact, it is the bad guy that's the instigator. So they make the cops look bad in these videos to begin with. And like Eric Adams said there, uh, really, really uh, stops them from doing their job. So grand slam home run. I'll give him credit when credit is due. Way to go, Eric Adams. Brilliant spot on observation by the great Sid Rosenberg, no doubt. Now uh, maybe you're going to turn on him a little bit. He talked Uh-oh. about he, t- he, t- he <laughs> talked about the uh, unvaccinated athletes. Talk pretty much. We we know Aaron Judge is not vaccinated. He's going to be one of the guys that are going to be sidelined, like Kyrie Irving, among others. Uh, anyway, this is what Eric Adams said yesterday about uh, those guys. Take a listen. Specifically talking about sports, uh, I think for the city to state that players who uh, come from outside the city and are not vac- vaccinated can play, and those who are on New York City sports teams are, allow- are not allowed to play. It's not with private businesses. And we're going to continue to peel back. But let's be clear. I'm not going to be rushed in based on a season schedule. What? I'm going to do this right for the people of the city. And I'm Stupid. not focusing on one individual. I'm focusing <laughs> on 9 million people. You're an idiot. So well, he's, 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 he's focused on it. So, yes, uh, quite almost didn't make any sense. Really. It didn't make any sense at all. You're not rushing into anything. The virus has been gone forever. It's stupid. But In other words, he's, he's reticent to admit a mistake. Is what correct. He's... He doesn't want to admit it. But, 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 and here's what may shock you again. You know how much I love sports, and I don't want to be in a situation where Pete Alonso can't play in Queens because he's not vaccinated. That would really bother me. But, but, after what he said about the police, I'll give him a pass on sports because wow. at the end of the day, that's not nearly as important as how we treat our cops. And the last mayor in eight years, I didn't hear him once say my police, not once say my police. So as much as I love the Mets and I want the Yankee players out there and what he said was stupid, hence I'll give him police over sports eight days a week. It's still a win for Mayor Eric Adams. Man, your stock is rising uh, big time <laughs> this morning. That is a... 
They're taking the high road uh, position. That's a, that's a. I love that. I love well, what you just said. Hey, listen. You, uh, you know, uh, first of all, that scumbag Jesse Smollett was let out of jail yesterday, and while uh, all these uh, political prisoners down in Washington D.C. You know, in jail for trespassing, no bail, solitary confinement, and this little uh, skunk, he gets out. You, you talk about the elite and privilege. He has black privilege. He has liberal privilege, and he's out of jail. And he perjured himself, perpetrated a hate crime hoax that could have led to riots, people dying, pulled away By resources way, from the Chicago police. Isn't he gay too? I think. Yeah, let's right. throw that in there as well. I gay think he is. Yeah. So he's got black privilege, he's got liberal privilege, and he's got gay privilege. Oh, you can't all, touch him. This guy's got it all. <laughs> you cannot touch him. And uh, listen, uh, uh, Justin, come close to the mic. I want to play these clips. Play this clip from uh, Joy Reid. We played it on Monday of her actually saying that the coverage of Ukraine, the Ukraine war, is racist. Play the one, the, the clip that we played from Monday, Lou Rafino of Joy Reid claiming racism over the Ukrainian coverage. Go ahead. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts. The world is paying attention because this is happening in Europe. If this was happening anywhere else, would we see the same outpouring of support and compassion? But we don't need to ask ourselves if the international response would be the same if Russia unleashed their horror on a country that wasn't white and largely Christian. This is a teachable moment for us in the media. So that was us on Monday. Here was a clip that uh, I pulled from yesterday. Joy Reid, the same same person, same situation, but uh, a little a little brief, a little a little more brevity on this cup. Play play that one from yesterday, Lou. We don't need to ask ourselves if the international response would be the same if Russia unleashed their horror on a country that wasn't white and largely Christian. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts. So there you have it. It was about half the length. So, Justin, uh, you see what I'm saying about keeping it tight and brief and short, you know, and still getting to the point? I feel you, Burn. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. That's what Lisa says to him every Saturday night. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my point. That was a teachable moment. And you, you do a great job. <laughs> you don't but know. I want you to see what, uh, you know, how to cut it short because it short. time is of the essence here on the Bernie and Sid <laughs> Show. We, well, have a, <laughs> we have a lot to cover. And uh, I just thought I'd give you a, a brief lesson here this morning at 630 because it resonates more than if I say it off the air, no? No, of course. I mean, it definitely resonates more on the air. Oh, there's nothing more than humiliating somebody on the air to this get your not, point this across. Is, this, is, this, is, this, is not, uh, this is not humiliating at all. Gee, I, uh, what's that like? I, 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 beg, uh, I beg to differ to that point, Sid. I don't right. think this is humiliating. No, I, think, uh, I think we're, we're, but, but, growing, see, but Bernie we're is growing not, together. Bernie is not capable of humiliating somebody. He's just not that right. type, but he's such a sweet guy. Right. I would say the same exact thing to you that Bernie just said, and it would come off like completely. <laughs> humiliation. Well, and the thing too about Joy Reid is we, we like to, you know, keep her as brief as possible because <laughs> she, make, she makes all our ears bleed. So, oh, she's awful. She's just a, a flat-out bust-out racist on primetime TV on MSNBC. Only in America, ladies and gentlemen. Only in America, twenty twenty-two <laughs> is what I would say. Yep. And uh, yes, uh, we're going to get to the clip of the day. So, Sid, you're going to do sports here in a little bit. Yep. And uh, let's see. The clip of the day is uh, something from the podcast, and I have it right here because Lou Rafino is good. Traffic and sports is coming up next, but right now it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to 
on the border with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. How many the... podcasts does Bo Snurdly have? I'm just curious. Like six. He's got like six podcasts. And this is uh, this this clip of the day piece is like reading war and piece. It's so long. <laughs> Listen to On the Border with James Golden, <laughs> a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The latest news from people on the ground at the U.S. border. Download wherever you get your podcast. In this episode, Bo talks about Biden and the border. The Biden administration taking the southern border of the United States as a serious issue. And so far, there's no indication that they have, and there's no indication that they will. I go back to the State of the Union address where Biden spent, what, a full two minutes on immigration issues, when in fact, he could have done an entire State of the Union on the border and how this is being financed to get all of these immigrants into the United States some of them who would have definitely been turned down under asylum, and many of them who are still here illegally because they don't meet the qualifications to come in. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. The Brooklyn Nets were on their way to their fifth consecutive win over Dallas last night when an old friend put a dagger in their backs. Doncic has Clarkson on the switch. Now draws the double, gives it up. Dinwiddie for three, and it goes down. Back-to-back game winners by Spencer Dinwiddie. He did it Sunday in Boston. He does it tonight in Brooklyn at the Garden. 113-111. Spencer Dinwiddie, the former Brooklyn Net, dealt before the start of the season to Washington. Now in Dallas, he hits the three, and the Mavs beat the Nets 113-111, 37 from Luka Doncic. Yeah, for the Nets in the loss, 23 for Durant, 21 for Dragic. The Nets are 36 and 34. They're still the eight seed inside the East. How about the Knicks? For the second time in a week, they won by 30 points. 30. They beat the Portland Trailblazers last night, 128 to 98. 31 for R.J. Barrett, 20 for Julius Randle. The Knicks are still 11 games under 500. The Flames beat the Devils last night, 6 to 3. Big NFL signing, Von Miller. Eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker. He signs a six-year, $120 million contract with the Buffalo Bills and two huge baseball signings yesterday. Former Atlanta Brave first baseman Freddie Freeman. He's now a Los Angeles Dodger. Six years, $162 million. And former Chicago Cub third baseman Chris Bryant. He's now a Colorado Rocky. He gets seven years, $182 million. And today, of course, the NCAA basketball tournament starts. Your four top seeds include Arizona. Kansas, Baylor, and Gonzaga. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Peerless Boilers is the sponsor today of the 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day celebration. With sports, I'm Sid. Sunday, you too, all day long for me on this St. Patrick's Day Thursday. Also, happy Purim and happy NCAA basketball tournament. 
A lot of guests about to come your way. In fact, if you go to page 34 in today's New York Post, you know that uh, one thing John and Margot Katsimatidis have done, and Emily and Chad and a host of others, is uh, they've done a great job promoting this radio station in the world's best newspaper every week, the New York Post. And right there, a color ad, page 34, St. Patrick's Day, WABC. Join us today as we celebrate this great day. The Grand Marshal is Peter King. Special interviews from St. Patrick's Cathedral, which, as you know, of course, is uh, my church. And then color pictures of a bevy of guests throughout the day, which include Malachi McCourt, Bill Donahue, Tommy Smith, our very own Greg Kelly, but most importantly, next to Bill O'Reilly, looking very handsome in his blue denim jacket, the great Bernard McGurk. Uh, well, thank you, Sid Rosenberg. And you mentioned uh, Malachi McCourt. Yeah. You remember we had him on I do. Uh, a couple of years ago. He, he was a brilliant. He was like 95 at that point. Right. And he wrote a book about you know not being dead yet or something like that. I'm not dead yet, whatever it was. But he was so good. So you know, typical Irish uh, raconteur. Tell a great story with, uh, you know, that Irish wit and uh, him at, like, 90 years old. Yep. So, yeah, Malachi McCord, I'm going to find out what day part he's going to be on. I want to listen to that. Yeah, he is great. Uh, He's terrific. Jerry Cooney will be on today, too, the great White Hope. That's how they build him when he took on Larry Holmes in that match. And Holmes got the better of Cooney that day, but that was uh, an exciting time. So we got a whole great load of guests uh, on this show, specifically John Katzmatidis, who will join us as he does all these days to kick it off. That's coming up at 7. And then you'll get everybody from Pete Morgan to Bill O'Reilly to Tommy Smith. And I think I'm missing somebody Bill else. Donahue. Bill Donahue. God, that's right. How oh, can I forget he Billy? He is fantastic. Yeah. So every year at, uh, at the old place, for the six years that I've been here, and much longer than that, Bernie's been at ABC for, what, 15, 16 years. Uh, this morning, the St. Patrick's Day morning, a certain engineer would always make his way to the newsroom and make sure that before we hit the airwaves, whether it was 6 a.m. with Don Imus or Bernie and Sid at 6 a.m., there was a beautiful loaf of soda bread with this delicious, delicious sweet butter. And, of course, uh, that man's name is uh, Gene Maxwell. And year in and year out, Bernie, did he not make this unbelievable soda bread? How great was that? Well, his wife made it, yes, and it was absolutely the best soda bread Bar, uh, with the exception of my mom's, the best soda bread ever. It was terrific. It was so good. Well, he's not here anymore, but I came in this morning, and there was a beautiful soda bread here for us to enjoy. And who was it this year? Lou Rafino's better half, MJ. What a delicious soda bread. Louis. Louis. It's good, too. Boys. It's great. Oh, By the way, Lou is half Irish. I'm actually more Irish than Italian. Oh, you, you look more Irish than Italian. You right. drink more Irish than Italian. What does that mean? You're a beer drinker. You're an Irish guy. Okay. Italians drink, too. Not beer. No. Not really. But I've seen you at McSorley's. You do that thing where you stack the beers on top of each other. It's called like a pyramid or something. Yeah, everybody's got skills. Was, you know. <laughs> sure. And uh, another great Irish person, Cara Dugan was with us one specific day at McSorley's. You could write a book about all of the FAN post-events that I can. happened outside. Yes. Well, I, I went to a lot of those. Yes. And, uh, and so did you. Yeah. <laughs> that I remember. Eddie Scazzeri and a host of others. But uh, that's another great uh, and, and a beautiful girl, by the way. She's married, right? Uh, Bernie, she married that guy? Cara Dugan? Oh, married with children, yes. 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 Oh, yeah, she's got kids? Happily yeah. married with children, living out on Long Island, yeah. Oh, by you? Ever see her? 
Well, no, she lives up uh, like the Huntington area. Oh, okay. Like All right. She was uh, she was a lot of fun, and she was, I guess, Imus's secretary? Assistant. Assistant, okay. Yep. Right. Michelle Salvatore had that role. She's now a big star with the National Football League out in California. And uh, who was the other girl? Her brother was Adam, and uh, she was a nice little Jewish girl. Many, many years. Julie Canfer? Yes! Yo, oh, Julie, yeah. The oh, yeah. great Julie Canfer. I didn't know which area you were in. Yeah, no, she's one of the greats. The great yes. Julie Canfer, oh, yes. She's great. Fantastic. So, the, Luca, the, yeah, Michelle Salvatore was uh, Chernoff's assistant. Oh, not, you're, not oh you're right. You're right about that. My bad. You're right. Um, hey, there was still a conga line of folks that made their way to Chernoff's office for no other reason than just to talk to Michelle. Francesca, Steve Cohen, host mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Francesca was always over there. Always desk. over there. Uh, attorney, <laughs> we go. Hey, uh, Luke, oh. Luke, are you, you're back at the, uh, the big desk here. I'm here. So we made the point a couple of times today. We got important stuff to get to in all these guests. That's why Bernie's here. So we, we made the point a couple of times today. We've got St. Patrick's Day. We've got Purim. And today starts the NCAA basketball tournament. Now for days, we had a couple of play-in games. Rutgers, for example, lost last night in double overtime to Notre Dame. That was disappointing. But for days, I've been getting emails from you. And, and, and why am I getting emails from you? What is this? You, well, you joined our, our capture pool for this year, Sid. No, you, you say I joined it. How did I do that? I don't remember doing that. I said, hey, Sid, you want to do this thing with us? And you said, sure. And then you gave me some money, and then that was the that was your entry. Yeah, you see, but you know what's funny about that, Bernie, is I don't even remember that conversation. I know what happened. I know I gave you money. I didn't even realize I did that. I think it was like, just get away. Like, it was annoying me or something. I just gave him the money. and. <laughs> but you remember Michelle Salvatore from 30 <laughs> years ago, who uh-huh. Chernoff's assistants I, were. Well, is Bernie in this competition? Uh, no, unfortunately, I would you believe six months working and I still don't have Bernie's phone number. Oh, well, yeah, that's not, you're not going to get it, trust me. Oh, well, Bernie no. couldn't pay you live in cash. I would have given you the 20 bucks for Bernard, by the way. No big deal. Did you want to do this thing, Bernie? Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm good. Straight up, no. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Listen, if if it's sports and it's not UFC, I usually don't bring it up to Bernie. Okay, but he still bottles all this other stuff. Bernie's a big Met fan. He likes football. He'll know what's going on with the the And I I did the pool for years and years and years. It's like it takes you a half hour to fill the damn thing out. When Russo would come around and bag everybody. Well, you know know why the big pool was Mike Francesa? And he would have, like, Jim Nance and Billy Packer and all the big stars – and only once, one time, did he invite me to join the pool. It was 2004. That's it? Once. 2004. And the reason why I remember it is, is it was down to the final game. It was the Monday Night Championship. And it was Connecticut taking on Georgia Tech. And Mike had Connecticut. And I was the lone survivor. And I had Georgia Tech. And I knew Georgia Tech had no chance. And they did lose. But the reason why it's still so vivid for me is that... The day of the game, Monday, I'm on the air with Jody McDonald doing the midday show, and Francesca's just, oh, I got your beat. Blah, blah. I couldn't care less because my wife was really, really pregnant with my first child. And that night, it was also Passover. And I went to my sister Alana's house in Rockland County to enjoy the first Seder. And I watched Connecticut beat Georgia Tech, so Francesca beat me. And the next morning, while I'm on the air with Jody McDonald, Eddie Scazzeri goes, your wife is on the phone in the newsroom, and that day, my daughter Ava was born. Wow. Yeah. So I'll never, forget, I'll never forget that Connecticut-Georgia Tech game because literally the next day, Bernie and Lou, my daughter Ava was born. How about that? Big day. Yeah. Who, 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 who won the game? Just kidding. 
<laughs> I still beat you, Sid. I still beat you, exactly. He was very nice to me at, at that point. He was Him and all gave, gave us very nice gifts. Congratulations, yeah. but you still lost. <laughs> I don't even know who I picked in your – who do I have in your pool, Luke? So, funny enough, you're actually playing Lou today. You've got UNC, and Lou has Marquette. Marquette. So I'm going head-to-head against Lou today? You sure are. One of you's going to make it out alive, one of you won't. This is very exciting stuff. Yeah, it is. I can't stand it. <laughs> Who needs Ukraine-Russia when you've got, what is it now, Carolina versus Marquette? That's the one. All right. Slav- Slava Marquette. <laughs> I asked him this morning, is Dwayne Wade still there? He goes, no, it's been a long time. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. So we got it all for you. Soda bread, all the Irish music, all these great guests today, highlighted by Bernard McGurk. You got a special 12-to-1 show this afternoon with Bernie and Peter King. We got John Katsimatidis set to join us next. We got a big party in our stage room coming up at 12 o'clock with all the beer you can drink. And I'll say this right now, Luki, do not come back. Do not come back with breakfast in 15 minutes from Mesa Bagel with a green bagel. I won't eat it. I won't eat it. Don't do it. Wow, you, got, you, you got it. You laid the law down there. <laughs> wow. Bernie, what is that when they serve the food green today? Well, it can't be good for you. It's got to be bad for you, right? Well, yeah, it's a dye. It's, it's a, a dye? It's a dye. That's all sim- simple as that. It's a dye they put in the beer, the bagels. Of course, it's not good for you, but... Uh, Do you yeah, eat just, it? Just eat it. I, it's no, good. I wouldn't eat it. No. <laughs> it's just green. It's all at the means it's good for you. Stick uh, it I'll your- take a pass. I'll, I'll go with the Irish soda bread. Right. You, eat, you eat the green bagel. Now, do you have corned beef and cabbage every year on this day? And you know, I, I, not not every year, but today I am. You my are. wife My wife has fled to Florida with my daughter, and my son is uh, staying with me right now, and oh. his... His wife is going to bring over and uh, prepare and put out corned beef and cabbage and potatoes wow. for us uh, this evening. So uh, yeah. That's nice. You know what's weird about that whole conversation? You said his wife. I just realized your son's been married for a couple of months. I My mean, daughter-in-law. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And so Carol and uh, Mel are down in Orlando or, or in uh, like well, Jupiter, West Palm? I, I can't divulge too much oh, information. Right, right. right. <laughs> but they got. So either way, my uh, daughter-in-law is coming over and with corned beef and cabbage and potatoes. And, I love uh, it. Maybe a couple of cold ones. Oh, I love it's it. It's going to be great. That uh, sounds like a great time. Okay, so we got just about one hour in the books. A bevy of guests, all the big news, more stories about St. Patrick's Day from the greatest Irishman ever born. It ain't Bono. It's Bernie McGurk. We'll be back right after these words. Ah, Tim Finnegan lived in Walking Street. A gentleman Irish mighty So check these lists. The uh, most famous Irish people of all time. Every one of these lists, I know this is going to bother Bernard, I know it is. Every one of these lists, the most famous Irish person of all time has, who at the top, Bernie? Take a guess. John F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, my God. I mean, not not Jr., excuse me, Senior. You know, that's a great guess. He's not even on these three lists I have in front of me. Not even on it. Well, that's, uh, that's... Bad job out of these people, whoever the hell they are. Oscar Wilde, William Butler Yeats, well, Pierce Oscar, Brosnan. You know what Oscar Wilde uh, is famous for? He wrote book. Yeah. Uh, and also, but there's a famous, very, very famous one, and you, you would actually be familiar with it. He wrote The Picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, of course, yes. Yes. Uh, which, uh, yep. which was a, you know, they turned it into movies. Of and course, yes. Stuff like that. But And, and it's a great read. He was also, he was gay, and he was ostracized in Ireland around the turn of the century, and he died a pauper in France. There you go. Also on this list, Colin Farrell. Dolores is on this list, but of course it's not Catania. It's Dolores O'Riordan from uh, the Cranberries. Cranberries, yeah. But number one on all these lists, all of them, not even Kennedy, these people, Bono. (laughs) Okay. I mean, 
All right. Well, is, is, is that is that the case in Dublin? I, I don't go to Ireland. You well, do. It, it depends on who 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 makes up the list. Uh, the, the, it could be a, some vapid, superficial, <laughs> pop cultureish person, right? And uh, apparently, it is. So but, who's uh, number one? On, you're, you're a real Irishman. For me, it is Bono because I'm I, I am that person you're talking about. Vapid, superficial, not all that bright. For a real Irishman like you, who's number one on the Irish list? I would go with. Uh, John F. Kennedy, wow. first uh, Irish, Irish Catholic president. Uh, what, what is what is the joke about Bono? What's the difference oh, between the God? Yeah. Uh-huh. What's the difference between Bono and Jesus Christ? What is the difference, Bernie, between Bono and Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ doesn't walk around Dublin thinking he's God. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we going? That's a good one, my dear. Oh, he is the most famous Irishman of every time an Irishman comes up. Every time. <laughs> All right, we're an hour in the books. We got John Katsimatidis coming up next hour and a host of great guests along the way. Enjoy a St. Patrick's Day with us, brought to you by Peerless Boilers, right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Then piped them like a brandy punch. Then the winner Malone began to cry. As such a lovely corpse did you ever see. Show heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM and on your smart TVs, your computers at WABCRadio.tv on this uh, Thursday in March, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, where we celebrate all things Irish and St. Patrick's Day. And we're honored to welcome in right now, he's a wildly successful businessman, radio talk show host. And the owner of Red Apple Media, our boss, the esteemed and a really nice guy. His name is John Katsimatidis. Good morning, Mr. Katsimatidis. Good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, uh, sir. You too. Same to you as well. And we we do celebrate all things Irish. You are an honorary Irishman this morning, the today, is the, uh, all day long. And we will be celebrating all day long uh, all things Irish on uh, WABC, thanks to you. And that's what it's all about. Again, we talk about it every holiday that the WABC uh, wants to put all our communities together. So today, all New Yorkers are Irishmen and uh, uh, and celebrate all the gifts Ireland gave to America. And uh, a lot of gifts, a lot of great people, a lot of successful people uh, that helped uh, bring America to uh, where we are today. I don't want to rain on the St. Patrick's Day Parade, John, because I do love this holiday. And I've imbibed in it many years. McSorley's, I've been to the parade. Uh, Bernie's my best friend. He's Irish. So I love this holiday. But, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention while we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Today is also a huge day for the Jewish people. Today we celebrate Purim. Purim. That's right. Uh, today is our, it's our Halloween, John Katsimatidis. And uh, I think, and, and it's wrong for you, that you should... Call uh, Rabbi Potashnik to call into your show this morning. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. I, I, I will. I, I will make sure. Uh, I will call him and make sure he calls you in and uh, have Justin uh, Ehrlich uh, 
set up a time for him because it's a significant Jewish holiday, too. Oh, my God. You, you just made Justin so happy. He's like, John Katsimatidis knows my name. <laughs> well, you know, Frank Morano at 2 o'clock in the morning, I can't sleep at night. I listen to Frank Morano. Yeah. Uh, uh, said that the last time uh, Purim and St. Patrick's Day fell on the same day was 1984. Wow. That's really? That's a long time. Wow. Yeah. That's almost... Uh... We're almost at uh, 40 years ago, Bernard. It's a good that? year. Yeah. The year Ronald Reagan was reelected. That's right. Uh, the, the highlight in this country, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the greatest presidents ever. But John Katsimatidis, yes, St. Patrick's Day, we're going to celebrate. We have a, a great lineup. You, you have a great ad in the New York Post this morning. Uh, we're going to have Irish Hour, Congressman Peter King and myself, noon to 1 o'clock. And you, sir, uh, on your show, Cats Roundtable at 5 o'clock. Uh, I would imagine a bunch of uh, good Irish guests. You, you list some of them in the New York Post ad this morning. Uh, tell us about that. Well, we have uh, Irish entertainment all uh, all day long in Studio 77. We're also sponsoring uh, the uh, uh, Chuck Sullivan uh, and ourselves, uh, WABC, the FBI Scholarship uh, uh, Awards uh, at um, – the top of the Peninsula Hotel, like we used to do every year. Uh, And uh, there'll be a lot of uh, Irish entertainment coming in from Ireland. Uh, A lot of famous Irish people. And I I wish I had the list with me, especially one that I really admire his singing. I love that Irish music. It makes me feel good. And it makes a lot of people feel good. And... uh, uh, and it's just a, a day to, to celebrate. I, I am saddened by uh, Cardinal Dolan losing his mom on this uh, mm. particular week. Uh, he, he lost her over the weekend, and and it's very sad. And I wrote him a note uh, saying that losing a mom or a dad is the saddest thing in the world. And mm. and uh, me, me and Sid uh, know that. Yep. And, uh, yes. All too well, all too well, and he's a great man. I gave the same advice I gave you, uh, Sid, and I gave myself. Uh, make sure you put a picture uh, of her up or uh, and, and talk to her every day. And, and if you talk to her every day, or Sid, you talk to your father every day, yep. uh, he's still around somewhere. And I said to him that uh, on this St. Patrick's Day, she will be looking down upon you from up above. That's beautiful. And he's a great man, Cardinal Dolan. I know how close he is with you and uh, and Margot. And that is a very nice sentiment, John, on this St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to give you another reason why I'm celebrating, John. Beyond St. Patrick's Day, beyond Purim, beside the NCAA basketball tournament, which I happen to love. I hold that near and dear to my heart, John. Uh, one guy in particular that I've been very, very tough on, John, that I think you would like to see me kind of pull back a little. I'll give you one guess, John, one guess. Mayor Eric Adams. Correct. And he said something yesterday that made me so happy. He actually called the police, quote, John, my police, and was angry with people taking videos of cops while they're trying to do their job so I'm not sure if you were listening 30 minutes ago, but I really, along with Bernard, gave Mayor Adams a heap of praise. That was really wonderful to hear. Uh, I listened, and last night we had uh, uh, the chief of detectives on on the 5 o'clock show. And, uh, and he, uh, the statistics I've been putting out, that there's 8.5 million New Yorkers, and there's maybe 2,000. 
2,500, 3,000 criminals. And if we took those criminals and put them away, then New Yorkers would be safe again. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And we have a a bunch of of jerky, uh, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, in Albany, woke culture, uh, 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 assembly people, state senate people, uh, or cancel culture, whatever you want to call them. Criminal coddling. And and they rather protect the 3,000 criminals uh, than the 8.5 million New Yorkers. And let me tell you something. This is the year. We're going to put our foot down, and they better fear common-sense Democrats and common-sense Republicans and common-sense independents more than they fear the culture, uh, the uh, woke culture. Because we, we mean business, and we are going to make sure that New York is going to be safe again. Nice. No doubt about it. John Katzmatidis, owner of Red Apple Media and WABC Radio, on the Bernie and Sid Show as we celebrate St. Patrick's Day and all things Irish. You know, Mr. Katzmatidis, one of the, uh, well, the significance of the, this particular St. Patrick's Day parade, what is, is that it's the first one we've held in, let's see, uh, three years, because two years straight it was canceled. And it marks partially the resurgence of New York City post-pandemic. Well, let's let's hope we, we're coming back day by day, week by week, uh, and the traffic is getting uh, uh, getting Heavier. there, and, uh, and and it looks like more and more uh, offices are starting to open. Uh, let's let's bring back New York. It's time, but we got to get. We got to get rid of the criminals. And one one uh, one Albany person said to me, uh, "Well, you got you know, of course you got to be protective of uh, of some uh, of some of these uh, uh, light crimes." But I said, "At what point? It used to be three strikes and you're out. Is it five? Is it ten? Is it 14 strikes in your eye? How many times does this person has to commit violent crimes yep. before you say he's not redeemable? Yeah. And, and the people that have uh, mental problems and the people that uh, you, you got to put them in hospitals, you got to take care of them. So, you know? I, yep, no, you're right. You're 100% right. But, but get them off the street. But above and beyond the get them off the street. Above and beyond the crime, John, you know, of course, that me and Danielle are moving in a couple of weeks. And the one thing I am going to miss, and you know, I'm not lying, John is doing my daily shopping at Christides. I think Joe Parisi had to drop off all my food uh, <laughs> when I move out of uh, the Upper West Side. But uh, outside of the crime, we did watch you, me and Bernie, on Fox Business a couple of days ago, and you talked specifically about uh, goods and services and food and the price of oil and the price of gas. And it was a, a relatively dire, dire couple of minutes, John, that you spent with Maria Bartiromo. How are you feeling this morning about inflation, goods and services, all those things, that it's another issue here in America? I was on with Stuart Varney yesterday, and uh, uh, prices, food prices over the next 45 to 90 days are going up a lot. A lot. Uh, you know, if you like Nabisco Oreos, you better go out and buy them <laughs> and, and, and put them in the, on the cover. Uh, because... give, give me an example. Like, How much are the Oreos before and how much are they going to be now? I don't remember the specific numbers. Okay. There's too many of them. But they're going to go any, up anywhere from 12 to 20%. Wow. Now, what other investment can you make that will give you 12 to 20% over the next uh, 45 to 60 days? 
<laughs> Not much. <laughs> Oreos. Yo, load, load up your cupboards with Nabisco uh, uh, Oreos and animal crackers and uh, whatever. And, and because you'll, you'll, you'll make nothing but money. You'll be ahead of the curve. Wow. Uh, because the, the food prices are going up. And Washington, I, I said this to Maria, Maria Bonarama, Washington could solve, uh, Joe Biden can solve the problem right away. All he has to do is sign a North America uh, energy treaty with Canada, uh, United States, and Mexico, and we can produce 15 million barrels a day and make North America energy independent. Why are we giving $100 a barrel to the Russians, to uh, uh, now they even want to give it to the Iranians, the Venezuelans, uh, to OPEC? You know what we're doing, Sid and Bernie? We're taking wealth yep. from North America and transferring the wealth to them. We're making North America poorer, making them richer. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's Absolutely. I in simple words. Yep. Ridiculous. And I said again that to, uh, uh, when I said to some of my Democratic friends, and I have a lot of Democratic friends, you guys know that. Yep. I said, why are they raising the price? so high. He says, well, if we raise the prices of gasoline high enough, people will say welcome to the electric car. Oh, my God. (laughs) Electric cars have their own problems. You know, driving an electric car, and we'll get Dr. Michalos to talk about it again sometime, driving an electric car is like living underneath the Alpine antenna. (laughs) Remember? (laughs) I mean, you, you know, you can't make it up. And all the, the chemicals and all the battery, all the, to make those batteries, all the uh, minerals you need, you know where you can find them? Afghanistan China. and China. That's right, China. Yep. Yep. I mean, you can't make this crap up. <laughs> everything, everything Washington has been doing in the last year or so is helping other countries and hurting the United States of America. And we live here. And, you know, my son, John Jr., had an expression yesterday. He said, you know, we're worried about... Uh, climate. Fine. The climate we have to worry about over the next 100, 200 years. But let me tell you something. We keep going like this. You better worry about this thing over the next 20 or 30 years. That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly right. John Jr. is exactly right. It doesn't, well benefit, it doesn't benefit just other countries. It is our the, our enemies, yep. the, the bad countries. Uh, Iran, as you point out, Mr. Katsimatidis, Iran, Venezuela, China, et cetera, et cetera. It's our enemies that who are benefiting. So Russia. it really is a suicidal uh, policy that they have down it there in dumb. Uh, D.C. Dumb, it yes. Is dumb. Yep. It is dumb. But uh, listen, we're going to put all that aside for today. We're going to celebrate this uh, momentous holiday. It's a, it's, uh, it is the biggest parade in New York. It is probably the most celebratory day in New York, and we've got so many great Irishmen, the best of the best with Bernie, Peter King, uh, Bill O'Reilly, all at this station, John, every day. So once again, thank you for uh, for doing this for all of us, for New York, for Bernard, and uh, let's have some fun today, buddy. We'll see you later on this afternoon. And, and don't, eat, don't eat too many green bagels. <laughs> yeah. He listens. No, you see, John listens. He, he does. doesn't miss a second of yep. the Bernie and Sid show. We got to save Mr. Katzmatini some uh, Irish soda bread. And I, I don't know if you ever had Irish soda bread, uh, John, but yes, it is I have. tremendous. I'll be there soon to get some more. And uh, we have one of the most famous Irish guys, uh, singer, and I'm, I'm not supposed to mention his name, in the studio at 10 o'clock. 
Nice. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, John. Thank you. We will. We can't wait to see you and uh, and celebrate with you on that soda bread. Uh, Lou Rafino's fiance, significant other, wife. I don't know exactly. I know they live together. They have sex. She uh, she made the bread. So excellent job. Well, Louis. that's wonderful. I look forward to it. And thank don't you. forget Rabbi Potashnik for yes. Forum Day. Oh, that's right. Hey, uh, call Rabbi. That's a great idea, John. We're going to do that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I did. I did Bye-bye. sit with the Rabbi at the PIL luncheon where uh, Kathy Hochul spoke last week, the Rev and the Rabbi. So uh, we'll do that too, Bernie. Okay, well, a little bit for the Jews today. I like it. <laughs> you're the best. You know you're the best, Bernie. Listen, we have a big tent. Big tent. Everybody's allowed into our tent. That's yeah. A, that, that, that's, that's the kind of people the Irish people are. You, you, uh, that is true. Very, very nice all. people. Very nice people. Very. All right, so we'll take a short break. A lot more guests to come your way. More of the news of the day and all that fun stuff. Happy St. Patrick's Day, again, brought to you today by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. They are the sponsor of today's St. Patrick's Day celebration. More of the great Irishman Bernard and the Jew, Sid, right after this. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Thursday, I'd like to wish you all a happy St. Patrick's Day, and I am qualified to do that. According to the PBS program, Finding Your Roots, I, your humble correspondent, am about 90% Celtic. The rest of my bloodline is Viking or something in cold northern Europe. Because my ancestors arrived in America in the 18th and 19th centuries, very early, the 90% Irish thing is very unusual. In fact, the PBS program said I was the highest pure bloodline they ever had on the show. The question is, is that good? Well, let's look at both sides. If you are heavily Irish, you are usually verbal. You are often loyal. Good thing. Catholic. I like the religion, but it's controversial now. And many, many Irish have a great sense of humor. On the negative side, we are not so emotional, particularly the men. We brood occasionally, sometimes more than occasionally. And many Irish are set in their ways. All in all, however... I am very proud to be Irish, and you should be proud to be whatever your ethnic background is. Happy St. Pat's. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Set 
with or without you, you two, my third you two song today on the St. Patrick's Day celebration. So I grew up in um, in, in the Midwood section of Brooklyn. We all know, of course, you, Bernie, grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, twenty two sixteen Quentin Road, to be exact, two blocks away from Madison High School. But every day, and I mean every day, for the better part of I don't know twenty years, I would go play basketball in Marine Park. Right there on uh, Fillmore Stewart. There's a school there, Burn. Right in Marine Park. And these are legendary Brooklyn courts. I'm not saying it's West 4th Street, but, for example, the Mullen brothers, Chris Mullen, all those guys, they go up playing ball there. They live in that area. And that is where I played ball every day. And that is a very, very Irish community. Uh, Marine Park in Brooklyn. A lot of cops, a lot of firemen. Very similar to Breezy Point, where Mike Sullivan lives. Part of the Rockaways, Bell Harbor, blah, blah, blah. And um, that was my experience, going to play basketball every day. And a lot of these guys were cops and firemen in Marine Park. And that's still the case, Byrne. Still very, very honest. Mm-hmm. So I would make my way every year to uh, Flatbush Avenue. And I'm talking about right by King's Plaza, for you folks who are Brooklyn people, which is that Avenue U. And there was a stretch, Bernie, of bars. There's still a very famous pizza place there. I think it's Frankie and Johnny's. But there's a, there was a stretch of bars when I was growing up that were, quote-unquote, Irish Flappish Avenue bars that had a lot of the young, slutty Irish girls, you know. And a lot of those, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the Russians and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, some of the slutty Jewish girls. Uh. No, no, no. no. The, the, these girls would drink till 4 o'clock in the morning. I, listen, I, I, I would be able to compete with the Italians in Bay Ridge the and the difference. Jews. The difference is the Irish girls were drunk. What's, what's your excuse? <laughs> That's a good point. So the, the, the specific bars I would go to, one was called the Cuckoo's Nest. That was a really popular bar, Bernard, on Flappish Avenue. One was called Night Owl. That was a very popular bar. And one was called Gallagher's. Then, Bernie, if you went down, and John Castamatidis could appreciate this because he's got properties in Coney Island and Brooklyn not far from there. If you went down to Sheepshead Bay, which is not far from there. You had places, Wheelers, which is still there on Sheepshead Bay Road, and the very, very popular Thursday night destination where I pretty much met Danielle, and it was called Captain Walters. And every Thursday night, all the popular kids would go to that bar on Sheepshead Bay Road, Emmons Avenue, and that was the deal. But every St. Patrick's Day, Bernie, I found myself in one of those three bars on Flappish Avenue, Cuckoo's Nest, Gallagher's, or Night Owl, Drinking with the best of the best. And I was good. I was a Hall of Famer. I went to rehab twice. That's pretty damn good. I couldn't good times. Com- I couldn't yeah. compete. I couldn't compete. Oh, really? With no, the no. Irish guy? Hey, no. listen, you know, uh, there are some uh, superhuman uh, drinkers, uh, a lot of them Irish, of course. I remember taking, uh, for, for some reason, I was taking the uh, Long Island Railroad home. And these construction workers, they get off work at about, I don't know, 3.30 or whatever, and they get on the train, and they b- b- ripping off these 22-ounce beers left and right. <laughs> I mean, they're drunk. They're, they're drinking. They're laughing. They're hearty. And then again, and they go back to work the next day. And they're only on their way home on the train. I could, one could imagine what they do when they get home. Right, right. But, uh, I, I mean, I couldn't even fathom drinking like that. But the, there are those people out there like that. And a lot of them, yes, uh, my people, Irish people, as I said before, 
uh, Irish people drink to level the playing field for the rest of the world. That's true. Lenny and John's, I guess. Lenny and John's. Lenny and John's is the pizzeria on Flappish Avenue. Mike Sullivan just sent me a, a picture of himself wearing some apron. And, of course, he's got Brennan and Carr, which is a very, very popular, the best roast beef restaurant anywhere in the world on the corner of Avenue U and Nostrand Avenue. It doesn't get better than that. And uh, you don't get much more Irish, Bernie, than Mike Sullivan, who not one, not two, not three, but four brothers, including one you know very well, our friend Tom Sullivan, who ran for office twice in Queens, served this country and uh, served this country very, very proudly. And his brother, Brian, who lives uh, there in uh, Bell Harbor by Rockaway, he was a cop for the better part of 25 years. So you want to talk about a great Irish-American family who has dedicated themselves to serving this country, whether it's been Iraq, Afghanistan, the police force, or a good roast beef sandwich. That's the great Mike Sullivan. No doubt. And, of course, uh, and he is great. and His family is terrific. But, of course, the Irish, a long tradition of uh, public service, especially in the NYPD, uh, going you know, going back centuries, a couple of centuries, actually. I mean, the last two police commissioners, and I happen to like this lady, Shul. I know she gets some critique. That's fine. She's early in the game. I do like her. But the last two, uh, Dermot Shea and Jimmy O'Neill, both very proud Irishmen. Brooklyn, I think, too, both of them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how we do. We serve. We serve. We protect. And, you do. Uh, you do, yes. So listen, I took the police test myself back in, let's see, it had to be the late 80s, I took the police test, yeah. and I was already working in radio, I was working at WNBC, I was working for IMAS, I believe, mm. and I had a choice to make, I, of course I passed the test, but, uh, and I had I, I, I picked up, uh, I had a fork in the road, and I opted to stay in the uh, broadcast IMAS uh, business, because yeah. back then I was still making like, I don't know, $30,000 a year, but uh, there, but for the grace of God, Go I. I would have been either a happily retired cop working security somewhere, Hmm. or I'd be doing life because I beat the (laughs) crap out of some perp who, uh, you know, who mouthed off to me or something like that. That's funny. You know, you never know. But I did take the police test myself. I took the fireman's test as well and opted uh, to uh, join neither. And instead, you have entertained New Yorkers for the better part of four decades, as only Bernie McCurry can. (laughs) Yeah. Nicely said, Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> this is it, the Irish anthem. The Irish Boston anthem, anyway. Pack it up, pack it in. I came to win. Don't battle me, whatever the hell he says. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere. Battle me, that's a sin. You know who's downstairs, by the way, Bernie? Um, that's, yeah. Well, tell me. Not to uh, outdo MJ, who made a great soda bread today. Lou Rapino, your, your girlfriend, a great soda bread. But I did mention earlier that Gene Maxwell would make the soda bread every year. Sure enough, he is downstairs now with oh, soda shocking. bread for this year. Get out of town. I swear to God. <laughs> wow. I, I, I really do wish I was there to, uh, you know, indulge. That's great. Gene Maxwell, formerly from WABC. Yeah. And, uh, of course, now I don't know what the hell he does. But I guess uh, he's still with them. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, well, maybe Dick James will show up today, too. Who knows? <laughs> Dick James. <laughs> Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis. Remember Joe Ellis? He was off the hook. I'm waiting for the first day of work for him, man. Woof. 
Yeah, it was wild. I've you never also, heard. I've never heard of many of these people. Yeah, yeah well, they're all WFAN. Uh, you missed out. But they're all legends, actually. That's why you're not a legend yet. You're still a kid in the business. Right. Justin, right. in ten years, man, you're going to be. Remember Lou Ruffino? Remember Bernie McGurk? So in any case, uh, you had the uh, guy. Well, back on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere in the '77 WABC app on this celebratory St. Patrick's Day as WABC celebrates St. Patrick's Day and all things Irish. And by the way. I will be co-hosting the noon to 1 p.m. hour. They're calling it the Irish Hour with uh, the esteemed statesman, Congressman Peter King, former congressman, of course, and our colleague here at 77 WABC. It's going to be a great hour, surprise guests, and uh, we will talk and celebrate all things Irish and St. Patrick's. Uh, But yesterday, uh, just to get back to some of this uh, news stuff just for a a few moments, you had this uh, Ukrainian president, Zelensky, who, by the way, uh, more and more, something something's not right with this guy. I mean, you're supposed to all this hero worship. I mean, standing up for two minutes uh, with the uh, and again, the guy's courageous. The guy is courageous. You got to hand it to him. He could leave. He could leave the Ukraine. But there's something weird going on. I'm not sure what it is. If you don't a thousand percent back Zelensky and everything he wants, I mean, you're a traitor or something like that. I guess they're trying to portray it that way. I'm not sure. But uh, either case, yesterday he was talking about, uh, well, he was begging for a lot of things, including a no-fly zone. Cut number two, Lou. Is this a lot to ask for, to create a no-fly zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? You know what kind of defense systems we need? S-300s and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircrafts. Powerful, strong aviation. You know that they exist, and you have them, but they are on Earth, not in the Ukrainian sky. So they have, uh, you have that. He, he wants to know fly zone, but it's not going to happen. We're not going to enter into World War III. And I'll give you a good example. There is a woman uh, from Indiana. She's a congresswoman. Her name is Victoria Sparts, and she was born in the Ukraine. She even still speaks with an accent, if I'm not mistaken, and here she says, she lays out why a no-fly zone is a no-go. Listen to her. Well, I, I understand their frustrations, and I understand what's happening there and how upset they are. Unfortunately, the reality on the ground, you know, there is no way at this point we're able to enforce no-fly zone because it would put us in direct confrontation with a nuclear country. And I think it's a big problem. What we could do, we could provide proper defense equipment that Ukrainians can maintain and support humanitarian corridors where people get under siege and, you know, slaughtered, where Ukrainians be able to protect their own people. And I think that's another ask he had. I think it's been a reasonable ask. And I think it takes too long for us to act. So either way, she's a Ukrainian native. And she says, no, no fly zone, no good. She's an American first. She doesn't want us to get into a shooting war with the, with the Russians, which w- would ensue given this no, no fly zone. Even though you have the media, the press, and everybody, and Democrats and Republicans, Mitt Romney, Schmuck Schumer, all these people are inching towards wanting a no fly zone. It's like they're, they're unaware of the consequences. Even at the press conference yesterday with uh, smart ass Saki. All these press people, all they want to do, instead of instead of asking questions about diplomacy and what Zelensky said about, okay, we don't want to join NATO, maybe we don't want NATO, it's not going to happen. In other words, he's signaling he's willing to negotiate. Instead of asking questions about that, these people, the press, asked this Sasaki smart-ass lady 
about, well, steps that would lead to war. Listen to this little montage here. Please cut six, Lou. Zelensky, in his remarks to Congress today again, made his request for a no-fly zone. Is there any scenario in which President Biden would change his mind? President Zelensky is uh, calling again for a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Is that something you're giving any thought to at all? President Zelensky is urging President Biden and NATO to impose this no-fly zone. You've said that this would uh, significantly escalate the situation. So just to be clear, is this a no-go for right now, or is this completely off the table? Yeah, it's off the table, okay? Why don't you ask about these the negotiations and uh, and you know, some peaceful resolution? I don't know what happens to the press and these uh, liberals. The same thing happened in two thousand three with the Iraq War. They were all in for you know you know the, all these chicken hooks. None of them, by the way, willing to lose any of their family members in defense of a Ukrainian democracy. And but by the way, we have a border that's porous. You have fentanyl coming across, killing tens of thousands of Americans monthly, monthly. Uh, this is from the guy who shot uh, Osama bin Laden. His name is uh, Robert J. O'Neill. Yesterday, of course, uh, Biden pledged $800 million to Ukraine. And this is what Robert O'Neill wrote. These United States just announced another $800 million in aid to Ukraine, bringing a week's total to $1 billion. That's your money. How's your gas tank? That's from Robert J. O'Neill. In other words, uh, makes sense. <laughs> put America first. Yes, Americans are hurting. What are you doing? But Zelensky wants this, and then you got, got Congress standing up for two minutes, clapping for him. Something ain't problem. Congress is clapping, and then you know you go home at night. And I don't make a habit of this, Pinard, but every now and then I just don't have a choice. The TV's on inside the family room, and every channel last night was only talking about. Ukraine, Russia, and my kids are good kids. They're nice people, and they see, you know, people getting killed in the streets and all this damage, and they're like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. So you almost you almost can't blame uh, all these Americans for feeling the way they do because they are spoon-fed this stuff every right. single day rather than the real problems. Absolutely right. They're pro- propagandized. They're brainwashed. And uh, listen, John Katsimatidis talked about the and we have an energy emergency right now. That's what we have. And by the way, there are some progressives down there who want Biden today to proclaim a climate emergency. These these clueless morons, but and these America haters is what they are. But uh, one frequent guest on uh, Cat's Roundtable at five o'clock on seventy-seven WABC. His name is Nigel Farage, and he was the leader of the Brexit movement, but which ultimately was successful. Of course, the uh, uh, the UK no longer in the European Union. But he talked about the importance of energy independence in general for any country in the 21st century, particularly now. Listen to Nigel Farage. Ukraine has taught the Western world one very big lesson. It's an uncertain place. And having your own energy independence in the 21st century, when everything is computerized and digitized, when we need electric more than we ever have, in our whole human story, we must all become self-sufficient in energy. And it makes you realize just how right Donald Trump was on this. Absolutely. Bingo. Nailed it, uh, did Nigel Farage, as usual. And so, uh, but these clueless idiots down there, the idiocracy, I call it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Again, what are they, th- what are they doing? What are they thinking? It's can't, it can't, can't be a mistake because it's clear as the nose on your face. No, it's not. It's, it's got to be intentional. They hate this country, yes. and uh, it really is bad. You, know, you, you bring up Nigel. I have to tell you that uh, all of the rallies that 
President Trump did right before he lost that rigged election to Joe Biden, I, I, the one thing that stands out to me, Bernard, he had all these great rallies in all these cities, but Nigel show, uh, showed up on the scene in Seattle. You remember that? He stole the whole thing. He was not good. He was brilliant. And we played it the next day. And this is something that you would do nine times out of ten. But I was the one who caught it that day. And I brought it to our show the very next morning. It blew me away. He was so good. So good. Yeah. I think he's one of my favorite guys of all time. I really do. He is. He's brilliant. Uh, you got to love the accent. And uh, he's fiery. And, uh, you know. He'll it was punch- Arizona, not Seattle. I'm sorry. Arizona. Arizona. He will figuratively yeah. punch you in the face. He's not afraid. Hey, yesterday at City Field, for some reason, they had a rally against uh, the Florida Parental Rights Bill, and they had a bunch of uh, you know freaky-looking kids with the you know nose rings and different color hair, blah 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 blah. Anyway, they had the kids chanting, "Play cut 15. Take a listen to this. So, of course, the. Uh, Misinformation, lies, the bill says nothing about gays. But why are they having a rally at, of all places, City Field? I mean, uh, who organized that, and, and, and what, what, what is Steve Cohen thinking about that? I mean, I mean, how do you, do you rent out City Field and you have a rally against a, you know, a, a legislation in Florida? I mean, it just makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very, very strange. I'm going to look into that. But another thing that was refreshing yesterday and you talked about it with Mr. Katsimatidis. We talked about it earlier in the show in the 6 o'clock hour, was Eric Adams. He actually stood up for the police force in no uncertain terms, didn't, didn't pull his punches, nothing like that, all about people videotaping cops while they're trying to do their jobs. Here's one example, Cut 19 Lou, play that. If an officer is on the ground wrestling with someone that has a gun, they should not have to worry about someone standing over them with a camera. If an officer is trying to prevent a dispute from taking place and de-escalate that dispute, they shouldn't have someone standing over their shoulders with a camera in their face, yelling and screaming out there at them. Exactly right. Huge. Wow. Bingo. Huge. Can't even believe he, uh, he stated like that. Well, he, just, he just gained so many points with me, I can't begin to tell you. And and he went on. I mean, he's no way conched us yet. Let's calm down, okay? Everybody slow take down just easy, a little bit. Take it easy. But yes. Increments, uh, small bites, <laughs> small bites. But he went on. Take a listen to this. Stop being on top of my police officers while they're carrying out their jobs. That is not acceptable, and it won't be tolerated. And what is not going to happen? I'm not going to put these men and women on the front line and have someone put a foam in their face while they're taking action. And try to critique their ability to do their job. You gotta love it, my police. Yep, you love that, right? So uh, you're back yep. on the Adams bandwagon, right? Uh, well, back on the Adams bandwagon. That's interesting. Was I on it? I guess I was. Oh, sure, you were. Yeah. When so, he was Brooklyn Borough President, he used to call you and I all the time and tell right. us we had the best show. When yeah, we did. Right. So when I he was came on, on it. with us. You were on it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But, I jumped uh, off. I'm not back on the bandwagon yet. Uh, although, again. Uh, the one place, the two places you can go, Bernard, I'm very predictable, that'll get me back on the wagon. One are the Jews, Israel, Donald Trump, and second, the cops. So uh, even though I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he's doing with the baseball teams and uh, why guys like Aaron Judge can't play, that's not nearly as important as defending our police officers. So I'm not back on the bandwagon yet, but it was a huge jump towards it. By our mayor, Eric Adams, yesterday. Yes, I like what I hear. I like what I hear. Now, of course, uh, regarding the baseball players, we know 
Aaron Judge is not vaccinated. He's not going to play because of Eric Adams' mandate, stupid mandate, just like Kyrie Irving. And Adams was asked about that yesterday, and he, he, he kind of sounded annoyed. Take a listen to this. Specifically talking about sports, uh, I think this, it was unfair for the city to state that players who uh, come from outside the city and are not vac- vaccinated can play, and those who are on New York City sports teams are, allow- are not allowed to play. It's not fair. It's true. It's true. The businesses. And we're going to continue to peel back. But let's be clear. I'm not going to be rushed in based on a season schedule. I'm going to do this right for the people of the city. And I'm not focusing on one individual. I'm focusing on 9 million people. Idiotic. Really? I mean, really stupid. But again, it is a stupid policy. You know, he's he's just backed into a corner. He doesn't want to admit he made a mistake. It's just a big, huge mistake to, uh, I mean, it's an absurd policy when players can come in from out of town, exactly the same status as, as an Aaron Judge. They can play on the field, but Aaron Judge can't in New York City. I mean, it makes just the same thing with Kyrie Irving. It makes no sense. Well, it doesn't make ridiculous. sense for anybody not to play at this point. The virus has been over for months and months and months and months. Why are we still acting as if there is some danger? And a baseball game is sitting outside where, again, from day one, two years ago, people did not get this virus outside. You can walk around with 18 masks all you want. It didn't happen, folks. So you got an outside sport. you got a virus that's been dead for months. And Eric Adams is trying to come off like a hero, like he's doing the right thing. So the cop thing was great. That's more important. That was great. But he sounds like an idiot on that second bite. <laughs> So uh, Eric Adams giveth, Eric Adams taketh away. Right. Here on this uh, vaunted, uh, celebratory, I should say, St. Patrick's Day. WABC celebrates St. Patrick's Day all day long and all things Irish. Lots of guests, Malachi McCourt. And uh, we're going to talk to Bill Donahue. Excuse me. Yes, Bill Donahue. We're going to talk to uh, 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 Bill O'Reilly. We're going to talk to Pete Morgan next hour. Keep it right here on St. Patrick's Day on the Bernie and Sid Show. That's it. Line them up. Line them up. Give me a nice head on that one, all right? Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show on this beautiful St. Patrick's Day. It will be drizzly out there, but according to my partner, Sid Rosenberg, the weather won't be so bad. Not so bad. And tomorrow, 73 and sunny. Well, that doesn't help us today. No, today you'll just have another shot and calm down, okay? What uh, you doing out there? Oh, who cares? That's not a bad idea. Start drinking now, Burn. I mean, you, you got to be on at twelve o'clock with Peter King. You cannot be sober for that show. That is true. Uh, the noon, the noon hour. Myself and Peter King. They're calling it the Irish hour. Uh, we will uh, do things, all things Irish, all things St. Patrick's Day, and it's going to be a great thing. But uh, I will have a flask, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and coming up, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Pete Morgan, uh, Bill Donahue on the Bernie and Sid show.
with you. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. You too, as we start hour number three of this St. Patrick's Day celebration. Lot to celebrate today. Bernie pointed it out. The Irish Hour coming up at noon. Bernard and Peter King. And a bunch of great Irishmen. Pete Morgan, Bill O'Reilly, Bill Donahue, and Tommy Smith about to join the show. But as I pointed out the very first segment two hours ago, a lot to celebrate today. Not just St. Patrick's Day, but it's also the start of one of my favorite events of the whole year. The NCAA Basketball Tournament. And, and as a Jewish man here in New York, today is also a very special day for the Jews. Purim. So John Katzenmatidis was on with me and Bernard about an hour ago, and he said, I'll tell you what, all day long we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, all these great Irish guests said, you're a Jewish guy, bring on the rabbi, Joe Potashnik, who does that great show Sunday mornings before John's show, the Reverend the Rabbi, and let him do a little Purim spot on this St. Patrick's Day. And I said, I love that idea. So with that said, here he is, just back from a very special trip to Poland, half of that amazing duo on Sunday mornings, our friend Rabbi Joe Potashnik. Rabbi, good morning. Happy Purim. How are you, buddy? Good morning to you guys. Let me just say this. So the Irish get an hour today and the Jews get a spot. Right. Is that clear? Right. No, they, I, no the Irish get all day. They get like hey, 20 hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Rabbi Joe, you know, for people that, that don't know the Purim story, I went to Yeshiva right. my whole life and I dressed up in Haman and, and Esther and Mordechai. Tell the other folks out there uh, exactly what the Purim holiday is all about. Yeah, it, I, I think people uh, recognize, those who understand the, the holiday, that it has a message that resonates today. It's about a people that stood up against evil. Haman and uh, his followers represented the evil that was in Persia of that time, which today is Iran. Uh, and people, he wanted them to submit to his rule, and they wouldn't. They wanted to retain their, their identity, their independence. And they fought back, and they were victorious. And it's a story about standing up against those who threaten you and not allowing them to dominate you. Uh, stand proud. Stand tall. You mentioned before in your opening comment about you're a Jew. Uh, we need proud Jews. My father would say to me, I don't care what kind of Jew you're going to be. Be proud of the Jew that you're going to be. Uh, so it, it's a very important holiday with its message uh, of standing up for what is right. Rabbi Potasnik on the Bernie and Sid show on the St. Patrick's Day, and coincidentally, this Purim uh, celebration, a very high holy day in the Jewish calendar. Uh, Rabbi, also uh, there is this uh, aspect of the holiday, which is sort of Halloweenish. People uh, get dressed up as other people. What 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 is that all about? Yeah, so it, it's a day where we we were victorious at a time we didn't expect to be victorious. Uh, we didn't expect that someone like Esther, who was reluctant at first to get involved, would become a hero. Mordecai, who urged her and said, this is your moment. You have to do something. Uh, you know, we defy the odds. And it was a topsy-turvy event where the unexpected became the expected. So we celebrate and, uh, you know, we, uh, for a moment, uh, take on these masks and become people uh, who were not because we didn't think this would happen. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's really a very, very festive day, but it's a day also where we have to give gifts to friends, to uh, charity, to the poor. So it's not just about, you know, drinking and celebrating. It's a day about reaching out and giving strength and support to those who are hurting. Yeah, and uh, actually my wife, Danielle, my beautiful wife, she works uh, all of her partners and co-workers in her law firm. They're all Jewish, and every one of them gave her shalach minot, to your point, Joseph, two days ago. These beautiful plates filled with candy and 
Also, John Katsimatidis, I must say, Joe Parisi and all the guys at Christidis just gave me a, a, a whole thing here of Beigel's Humintosh, another very popular thing we eat on on this Purim holiday. So thank you to John and the folks at Christidis. You've got Irish soda bread all over the place from Gene Maxwell and MJ, and now we've got Hush as well. So, you know, you talk about this day, Rabbi Joseph, is about standing up, which Mordecai and Esther did. That's how we celebrate right. Purim. You just got back from Poland. They are right there at the precipice of this Russia-Ukraine war. The Ukrainians are, quote-unquote, standing up every day and making life very difficult for Putin and the Russians. What are your thoughts coming back from Poland on what's going on there in Europe? Well, let's hope that this is uh, Putin's Purim uh, this year. Right, right. Uh, And being at the border and seeing how the Ukrainians were fleeing the horror there, uh, to begin again, as a matter of fact, I was talking to one uh, escapee, and she mentioned that just before she left, she knew Purim was coming. She left some of those Purim packages wow. uh, for her neighbors, never you know, to return again, perhaps. Uh, but mm. people are fighting back. People refuse to, to give in. Uh, so, and, and it's also a message to young people, because you see young people wearing the costumes and making noise whenever the name Haman uh, is mentioned. It's, it's a message to them, don't don't be a you know don't be silent Elie Wiesel said years ago the Holocaust happened because people were silent instead of shouting uh, we shout uh, we stand up we fight back uh, we teach that to the very young uh, because silence uh, uh, will not win the day for you you know Rabbi Potasnik uh, regarding this uh, whole Ukraine situation an odd turn of events in that the Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett He's been traveling to Moscow, meeting with Putin, and there was talk of uh, some diplomatic negotiations to resolve the war taking place in Jerusalem. How did this come about? How did uh, uh, Prime Minister Bennett become so prominent in this, uh, well, this war? Well, as you know, Israel walks on a trapeze there, or a tyro, because uh, it has to maintain some kind of relationship uh, with Russia. Russia is involved in Syria, uh, and uh, controls a lot of the events going on. So you have Hezbollah in the north, you have Gaza in the south, and therefore there has to be some kind of uh, communication uh, and cooperation even between Russia uh, and Israel. Uh, so Bennett is in a position, and uh, a very, very critical position, uh, to perhaps persuade Putin that there's a way to mediate this so we don't have uh, the persistent horror uh, for so so many people. I mean, it's really devastating to see what's going on uh, where people's lives have been so destroyed, uh, indiscriminate killing uh, against the innocent. Uh, it's something we shouldn't tolerate. The world can't be silent this time. And hopefully Bennett, uh, anyone else with Bennett, or Turkey I know is involved, and I think Germany's involved, uh, in trying to see if there's a, a way to have a ceasefire and, and uh, close this ugly chapter. How was he doing, Rabbi? I mean, obviously, BB was so popular here in Netanyahu. When I say popular, people loved him and they hated him, but he was certainly part of the discussion, and he got along great with Donald Trump, unlike Barack Obama. And then, of course, uh, Trump did so much for the state of Israel and for the Jewish people through BB that you couldn't help but love the guy. He's out now. How is Bennett doing, and do you find that a lot of Israelis miss B.B. Netanyahu, or not really? No, I think, you know, if you can understand that Bennett has a different style, but he's certainly a strong leader. Uh, uh, he has roots here in New York. Uh, he's, a, again, a proud Jew. He doesn't compromise his identity. Uh, he has his principles, which he, you know, uh, pronounces very clearly. 
no, I think the people recognize he's got a difficult job. He's trying to keep a coalition together of the diverse of people who are so different from each other. Uh, but so far, he's doing it. He's maintaining this this kind of uh, uh, unity with diversity. So uh, I think he's to be respected and uh, uh, recognized as an important leader at this time. And hopefully, he can help negotiate. But you know, just look at what a difference uh, eighty years makes. Look at where we were eighty years ago as a people. We were. As someone said to me uh, when I was in uh, Poland, uh, we're accustomed to being refugees. Uh, now we have an opportunity to to help refugees, mm-hmm. and, I, and I hope Bennett is successful. We pray for an end to this. Uh, but you, I, you'd be proud of the Jewish people and people of all faiths who are at the border, all these humanitarian organizations doing everything they possibly can to help people uh, rebuild their lives. So uh, it's, it's a horrible moment, but uh, it's a moment that I think also we recognize heroism. No doubt about it. Our colleague, Rabbi Pataznik, co-host of The Rev and the Rabbi, heard every Sunday morning on 77 WABC. Rabbi Pataznik on the Bernie and Sitcho. Rabbi, bringing it back to, uh, well, St. Patrick's Day and Purim, uh, you, you, when you think about it, the uh, Jewish people and the Irish people have a lot in common in that uh, we were oppressed by the British for centuries, for centuries, and in our case, you and myself and a lot of other people, we found refuge here in the United States. Uh, we came here and uh, we're thriving and, uh, you know, survive more than surviving. We are thriving here in this country. But there are a lot of parallels between the two people, no? Absolutely. Uh, and and we also recognize we give back. Uh, you know, you look at the Bible, you have to tells you have to help the stranger 36 times mentioned in the Jewish Bible. Uh, and I think. Uh, we can both look back at the history of our peoples and all that we suffered, and we have reason to celebrate that we were able, uh, as you say, to, to thrive. Uh, and that means we have a responsibility to those who are hurting so deeply. And I think we fulfill our responsibility uh, with all the charity, with the commitment we make uh, to those who need our strength and support. Uh, and we stand together. Uh, the relationship today between Christians and Jews uh, is exemplary. Uh, and it's it's an example for our young people to see that whatever our differences were years ago, uh, we can write a new chapter, and uh, we stand members of different faiths, members of one family. Uh, so it's a it's a very very uh, honorable uh, you know moment. Uh, it's a holy moment, I would say, yeah. uh, where people can stand together. On the way out here again, this is the Rabbi Joseph Patajnik. does a great Sunday morning show before John Katsimatidis alongside the Rev. So you had the most brilliant idea of all last week when I made my way, Joe, to the Harvard Club. And uh, thank you to John Katsimatidis and Chad and Emily and George for inviting me. And, and I sat there during that swill, that awful speech by the governor. <laughs> and I know you were scared to death I was going to start yelling stuff. I, I kept looking at you. You were looking at me like, Sid, just don't say anything. But you, you had this great idea, which was much I had to do with the State of the Union, where after the president speaks, there's a rebuttal. You said, what a Republican rebuttal to Kathy Hochul. Let Sid go up there and speak. Were you being serious or were you kidding? <laughs> Look, i I got to say one thing about you, Sid. Uh, People can have different points of view. You're not shy. You're not reluctant to uh, to espouse your view, and, and that's what's necessary. Uh, you know, you allow for different opinions, and you're not afraid to take somebody on. You're not afraid to listen to someone. You sat there listening to someone else who said, "Look, very position." That's great. That's what that that's the beauty of America. Uh, that you know, we can walk on separate paths with our different opinions, but there comes a moment we have to also walk together. 
Uh, and this is a moment where America has to stand together and say, we cannot close our eyes to what is happening to the people of Ukraine. Years ago, uh, America didn't have uh, an unblemished uh, record when it's response to, to the Jews who are suffering and other peoples who are being slaughtered. Uh, so let's, let's stand strong, use our voices, stand up against the Haman of today, the Putin, <laughs> you know, the Khomeini, uh, all of those who, who would destroy us because they see us as being different than anybody else. We welcome difference. We don't, we're not threatened by it. Well, Rabbi Potasnik, Great. very well said. Listen, Rabbi, will you, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, maybe throw back a couple of cold ones to, you know, to celebrate today? Yeah, I, I will. I'll do that with you. I just want to apologize to all our friends for all the Purim traffic in New York today. <laughs> That's you know, what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wherever you go, you just see people walking around <laughs> celebrating Purim. So yeah. it'll be over. So, yeah, look, it's a day we celebrating together and recognizing, look how different and look how the same we are. We are many and we are one uh, simultaneously. Let's be happy for, for all that we've accomplished and will accomplish together. Well, just so you know, uh, as far as I know, I'm the only Jewish host here at WABC, at least uh, on the day parts. Obviously, you do a tremendous job on Sundays. And i got to think that we could have gone hours and hours and hours on this St. Patrick's Day celebration, and nobody would have brought Purim up. But I brought it up right away at 6.05. So you're on this show today because you got the one Jewish guy in the morning who pays attention to Jewish holidays. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, John Casamitidis, one of the great uh, things he does is he always thinks of how can I include the other? He does. Uh, it was know, his idea to bring you on. It was his idea. Yeah. yeah. No, no. He's he's an honorary Jew. Uh, I would make <laughs> him a complete Jew. Yep. Uh, but he doesn't want to go through any further procedure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not I, fun. Yeah. That is not a yeah, Steve Yeager yeah. did it. The former Dodger catcher married a Jewish girl and he was forty years old. Had to get a bris at forty-one and said, "Sid, I actually had to have Sergey's bat broke and splintered into twenty pieces into my neck." He said that wasn't nearly as painful as my bris at forty-one years old. Yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, but John is one of the most inclusive people I, I've ever met. He always, yes. you know, will say to me, "What more can we do? Who are we not including? Who's not sitting at the table?" Uh, and you got to give him great credit for that. That's the spirit of America. Yep. And uh, thankfully, we do live here and celebrate. And that's why this station is uh, doing so well, because of his vision, John Katsimatidis, and a lot of great talent, people like you and the Rev every Sunday morning. Thank you for all the work you did in Poland, uh, trying to help out the Ukrainian people. And specifically, thank you for this great conversation this morning, Rabbi. We love you. Enjoy Purim and St. Patrick's Day. All the best. Thank you. Let, let's see each other real soon. Okay. Bye. There he is. Rabbi, Rabbi Joe. Uh, 7 good, o'clock. Good guy. Great guy. And, and the Reverend's a great guy, too, A.R. Bernard. So. Even though I had to yell at him on MLK Day because he used the word uh, equity instead of equality. But he's oh. a great guy. No. He's a good guy. Yeah, but, he's a uh, great guy. Great guy. Uh, yeah, people, well, whatever. Equity, okay. On this day, we'll, we'll, we'll just pass on that. Just on this day, because if it was tomorrow, you'd be really pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> But either way, Potasnik, uh, a great guy. He's got a great sense of humor, too. He was fairly serious this past 10 minutes, but yes. he's a yeah. funny dude. Oh, he is a very, very funny guy, yes. So we enjoyed that, but now it's back to the, the, the St. Patrick's Day celebration. Pete Morgan, Bill O'Reilly, Bill Donahue, and Tommy Smith. Those are four great Irishmen with the best of all, Bernie McGurk. We'll be back right after this. Bernie and Sid Joe, 
heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast on an Eastern Long Island, New South 107.1 FM. Also on your smart TVs, your computers at WABCradio.tv on the celebratory festive St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, Thursday, Friday Eve. It's a great day. It's a fun day. I'll be hosting, co-hosting the Irish Hour at noon today with Congressman Peter King, where we will discuss all things Irish and St. Patrick's Day and some surprise guests. And uh, that's what we're going to do all day long on 77 WABC. And right now, we're going to bring in a guy who is a great, great Irishman, a great human, a great, great individual. And uh, he is, uh, well, he's a, the owner, uh, I guess, the owner, the CEO, or whatever it is, of uh, Peerless Boilers. And his name is Pete Morgan. And uh, let's bring him in right now. He's in studio, right, Pete? Good morning, Pete. Good morning, B. Hi, boys. How are you? Not in studio. Oh, he's on the phone. He's on the phone. Yes. Yeah. I would. If you were there, B, I would have come in. How about that? I appreciate you to say, Dick Face. (laughs) Well, thank you. I was there a week ago. For God's sake. I know. I know. I shouldn't call you that. You sponsored the whole event today. I take that back. That's a terrible thing to say on St. Patrick's Day. You don't take anything back. Who you? (laughs) On any day, but uh, either way. uh, So listen, uh, 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 Pete Morgan, your dad, uh, an NYPD officer for years and years. I mean, you are as Irish as they come, and uh, this country has been good to the Irish people. Tell us your thoughts on this uh, St. Patrick's Day. Well, it's a great day uh, to celebrate the culture, and Katz does a fantastic job, as Rabbi Metesnik said, of including everybody. I mean, every time there's a holiday... He celebrates it, and, uh, and kudos to him and Margo and you guys for doing, this, doing the same. It's great stuff. Now, do you have any uh, St. Patrick's Day traditions uh, that you do? Like, for example, I said earlier today I'm not even Irish like you and Bernard, but I, I, every year on St. Patrick's Day, whether I'm at the parade, which I've been to, or McSorley's drinking, which I've done, I watch the movie State of Grace. I just love that movie, Sean Penn, Ed Harris, and it's about the Westies taking on the Italian mob. It is a great movie. That's my St. Patty's Day tradition outside of the... Old days of drinking. What about Pete Morgan? What do you do? So tonight, Maureen, who uh, Maureen and my kids are both Irish citizens. My father-in-law came here uh, when he was fifteen in the mid fifties. So well, you, they, you mean this uh, from I- Irish citizens in Ireland? They, they, they correct. Get, they have EU wow. passports, so on and so forth. Yeah. Wow. So when we go visit, which we've done a couple dozen times, they go right through the quick line, and I stand with the Americans, and they wave at me and you know make fun of me for the hour I got. <laughs> so anyway, but tonight. We'll have a traditional Irish breakfast, a little different than most people who do the corned beef and cabbage, which, you know, quite frankly, all the times I've been to Ireland, I've never seen it on a menu. That's true. That's you know, very right, true. Right, B? So my, my father-in-law has a, a brown bread recipe. It's a little – he makes soda bread as well, but we make – Mo's going to make brown bread tonight. We'll have Irish sausages and bacon. Delicious. They don't give you any agita like the stuff we get here. And black and white pudding. And we're going to whoop it up, and I might have a little nice. bit of the Jameson. Oh! A wee drop, a wee drop. That's yeah, all. Maybe one or two. That's right. And then over the past weekend, out of the blue, we watched The Commitments. I was telling Lou earlier, and I forgot how great of a movie that is. And it's 30-something years old, but it gives you a little sense of the, the Dublin grit and the stuff we love about Ireland. It's just fantastic. In fact, the weather today, it's a typical du- a Dublin day, and it's hmm. a dreary-ish kind of thing, but... A ray of sunshine with the St. Paddy's Day celebration. Certainly is. You know, there's actually a good Irish movie, but it has mass appeal. It's called uh, Belfast. Kenneth Branagh. I know. I don't know if you heard of it, but uh, yeah, it got... it's new. Yeah, it's just out not that long, right? Couple months. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly right. right now. I think it's a top release on either Netflix or Amazon Prime right now. It's doing very well. It's one to watch. It's yeah, one to watch. I, 
it's on the list that we were waiting for it to become a rental rather than paying 30 clams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you want to watch it on your big screen TV, no doubt about it. So, uh, Pete Morgan, any any of the in, in the past, have you ever marched in the St. Patrick's Day Parade? Or I did. Just... I marched with my father's uh, – he was a fireman for a 1,000 years, and I marched with him and his house, Engine 69, Ladder 28, when I was a little kid. And, uh, yeah, I remember the shenanigans of, of those days. I mean, I was a little guy, and the behavior was, uh, was fun, you know? So it was very impressive. And, uh, yes, so I've marched in the parade, and it's an enjoyable day. Everybody's got to do it at least a few times. Got to do it. Got to do it. And, and as far as green beer and green bagels and all that stuff, that's, that's really not uh, – Irish people don't celebrate like that. I mean, that's, people, non-Irish people do that. That's right, exactly. You know, and in Ireland, there'll, there'll be a bunch of parades and festivals. They have a five-day weekend over there. Wow. Is so that right? They're they celebrate today, tomorrow, and then, of course, they got the weekend. The whole week, yeah, they celebrate the whole week. What happens, uh, you live in a nice little quaint little town. I know where you live. In New Jersey, what do they do out there for St. Patty's Day? Anything? No, not really. Nothing? No. I mean, you can, go to, you can go to the local watering holes and be mobbed. But go to whole hands or like, uh, I don't know. What, what, what's, a good, what's a good little watering hole out there by you in Jersey where you can get hammered tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, uh, there's a few little places, but uh, I won't give out names because that'll become uglier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you live. You don't want to do that. Have you, I know have, you, and you know where I live. I know so where you live. Have you ever gone to McSorley's with either Sid Rosenberg or Lou Ruffino and gotten hammered? I have hammered? not on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Pete. I have drank with Lou Rufino and Sid and Bernie at other venues, but not at McSorley's. <laughs> right. The Mawa, New Jersey. They love us in Mawa. <laughs> well, we're not allowed back, but they do love us there. <laughs> he is the CEO of Peerless Boilers, which is a great, great company. I've had a Peerless Boiler in my home for years and years. And, uh, and, and, a, and a great Irishman as well on this St. Patrick's Day. But let me ask you this. To, as being the CEO of Peerless Boilers, you know, uh, Home heating oil, natural gas, the prices have skyrocketed. Any ramifications on your business because of that? Well, people start really struggling with their budget. You know, everybody needs to be heated, right, whether you have gas, oil, electric, whatnot. We talked about this while you were out, B, um, last week. It's a, it's a big shell game, right? These, these are sort of artificially inflated prices. We had our own energy independence. I looked at the gas price, for example. October of 20, just before the election, it was 217 nationally. In New Jersey, where I live, it's like a buck 60. I just filled my tank. It used to be 25 bucks. It's $70 now. Home heating oil is no different. It's skyrocketing. So, as for ramifications for our business, you know, people don't know what to do. Should we convert from oil to gas? Should we just upgrade our, our, our burner or our system? Uh, people really don't know what to do. Plus, they're too busy paying to heat their home right now. It's a very difficult time to make a decision like that. Oh, that is. Just, the volatility is, is, is crazy. So it has affected the business, I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah, oh, it always does. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever the prices are up and down. But listen, the supply chain is still a huge issue right? for everybody who manufactures. Pete, you're a great sports fan, and uh, our relationships, me, you, and Byrne, go back to the days at WFAN. You and I have gone to uh, many a sporting event together, and quite frankly, you've sent me to many sporting events that you couldn't go to, whether a giant Bills game with my son Gabriel, other, other events as well. But one thing you and I do share in common that we do both love is the New York Hockey Rangers. That's right. Yes, right now the, uh, the fourth seed in the East, I hear you clapping. 
Shostorkin may be the uh, he'll win the Vezina, may win the Hart. Who knows? Uh, we've got some young guys that are playing very, very good hockey. But beyond Ranger hockey, what happened two nights ago at Madison Square Garden, right before the Rangers beat the Ducks, right on a night where Kreider scored number thirty-nine, Sabinajad scored number twenty-four, and Adam Fox got the winner in overtime. Right before that. This took place, and I swear to God, I think I hear you yelling boo the loudest. Take a listen. Governor Hochul began her career in public service in the greater Buffalo area, served in Congress, and was twice elected lieutenant governor. Here to drop tonight's ceremonial first puck, a champion of women's rights and leader of the great state of New York. Please welcome Governor Kathy Hochul. So is that you uh, booing in the background, booing the Governor Hochul at the Ranger game? Uh, You heard me booing from Bergen County, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could have had Herb Murphy, the Connecticut. I mean, you could have had Pennsylvania governor. You could have a whole list. Bring the mud in from California. I mean, please. It could have been any of them. Just put them all in there. Were you ever more proud of Ranger fans than hearing that two days ago? Maybe not. fantastic. That was tremendous. That really was. Much respect to the Ranger fans for being engaged and knowing how bad she is, actually. A lot of people are ignorant of that fact. But, uh, Pete Morgan, you're not not much of a political guy, necessarily. You're more of a sports guy, correct? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Jordan says, back in the day, he said, Republicans need sneakers, too, right? Right. So, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, um, People need heat and hot water. It's uh, it's a safety issue, right? So uh, I, I kind of stand in the middle, but I think we all know where I lean. Yeah, the answer is yes, Bernie. And if it wasn't for Sid and Bernie at this station, he wouldn't be here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Pete Morgan, CEO of Peerless Boilers, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out, Peerless Boilers. Nothing but the best. Top shelf all the way. And Pete's the best because whether it's a Bernie and Sid comedy night, which I think he sponsored both, whether it's my sports shows on Sundays, my sports updates on this show, today's St. Patrick's Day celebration, my Super Bowl show last year, or heck, even a boiler show in 85-degree temperatures for $10,000 for the giant season, nobody's better than Pete Morgan. Nobody. Don't forget, beat Bernie. That's right. Which is coming up in about an hour. Beat Bernie on uh, in the nine thirty half hour. Listen, Pete Morgan, it was great to talk to you. CEO of Peerless Boilers, folks. Go out and get a boiler. Anything else you want to say, Pete? Uh, keep fighting, B. You sound great. Have a great one, guys. Enjoy All right, the day. Pete. We love you, too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25-plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Oh. <laughs> now you're talking. Bing Crosby, Irish eyes, smiling. Well, this is a. Uh, look at this. Listen to this. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. We've had a great day so far already. Pete Morgan was great. John Katz and Matidis. A bunch of uh, great guests still to come, which will include, and the rabbi, of course, Bill Donahue and Tommy Smith. 
but it doesn't get better than this guy, and he happens to be Irish on this celebratory day. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best, whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights here on 77 WABC or his own website, the only place to get news these days, BillOReilly.com. Great TV shows, great articles, Prince of Darkness today, great interviews. Of course, that uh, momentous, historic road trip with President Trump back in December in the great states of Texas and Florida, and the killing series which, excuse me, but continues to kill it, including his latest book, which may be his best investigative work of all. Here he is, the all-time great on this St. Patrick's Day, Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. Big Bill. I hate Irish music. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, it's not great. How many bagpipes <laughs> can you listen to? Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Well, no, but, the, but on a serious The no. Grinch who stole St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. Thank you. I mean, if the guy could sing any slower, the record would break itself. Oh, God, Bill. Come on. On a serious note, on this day, because I, I have friends who are Irish, and they're like, oh, stop already. Whatever. We have a couple of beers. No big deal. Others treat it like it's the holiest day of the year. Where does Bill O'Reilly stand on this specific day? How celebratory does Bill O'Reilly get? First of all, I'm the only Irish person in the country that likes you, Sid. All right, so don't say you got a lot of Irish friends because they don't they don't like you. You're right about it. Right, second of all, um, St. Patrick's Day is a cultural day, um, and I always tell everybody I'm very proud to be Irish. The PBS program Finding Your Roots, you guys have seen that, right? Yes, I yep. have. He's very good. Gates, yeah, yeah. Um, so they did uh, a segment on me, and I'm 90% Irish. Ninety percent, and my people have been over here. The first, my mother's side arrived in the in the seventeenth century. That's the sixteen hundreds, and my father's in the eighteenth century. And for Irish people um, not to commingle with other ethnic groups for that long, and, and the, they said that on PBS, you're the purest bloodline we've ever had. Wow! So it's ninety percent uh, Irish and about ten percent Viking, who came down, and of course, you know. Um, force themselves on the Irish, those Vikings. But uh, it's a cultural day, and I say, everybody, look, it's fun, and Irish people have contributed greatly to the country, and no matter what ethnicity you are, you should be proud of it, and everybody should have a day. So the poor Italians can't have a Columbus Day anymore because he's been canceled. So I don't know what they're going to do. Pavarotti Day? I don't know know what the Italians are going to do. But each ethnicity in America, because as a historian, I know this to be true, has contributed mightily to our um, to making this country uh, the most successful country ever in the history of civilization, which it is. So that's that's the worthiness of uh, St. Patrick's Day. But you get a bunch of morons that go out and they get drunk and throw up and all of that, and they don't know they're demeaning. They're demeaning the day by doing that. Inebriation is not the symbol of the Irish. The shamrock is. Right. So You know, it's kind of like those people, like, around Christmas. I see these idiot kids on the train all the time. They do these uh, Santa Claus runs where they dress uh, up and they get hammered, and it's uh, embarrassing, right? Yeah, I mean, look, youth is youth, and they're always going to do this stuff. Right now they're down in Florida doing whatever, um, you know. I just like the days of Annette and Frankie where they weren't smoking pot and they kind of were just surfing. Oh, just give me that. That's all I want. Yeah, this is a, another excuse for the, uh, the the low lives to get drunk and do what you say. But yeah. And they're not all Irish either, by the way. No, but, of course. They tag along with the Irish. And uh, 
then, you know, they go Aaron and go Bra. And you go, what does that mean? Nobody knows. What? What? What do you mean? What does that mean? It means Ireland forever. Oh! Yeah. Ah, you see? Oh, we yeah. learned something on the Bernie and Sid show. Not from Bernie and Sid, by the way. You learn uh, from me. No doubt. That's why you're the highest rated segment on the show all week Thank long. You. Big Bed, Bill O'Reilly. Check out I Bill O'Reilly. One more thing about, yeah. about St. Patrick's Day. I'll sure. get on to the news of the day, I hope. Um, if you have an opportunity to visit Ireland, no matter what ethnicity you are, go. It is a stunningly beautiful country with really, I think, the friendliest, most welcoming people on this planet. Wow. You will have a blast if you go to Ireland. Mm. I second that, having been there uh, three or four times myself. Uh, Big Bad Bill O'Reilly. Again, BillOReilly.com. Bill O'Reilly at noon on uh, 77 WABC. Bill O'Reilly at 9 o'clock at night on 77 WABC. Bill, the top issue of the day, of course, is the Ukraine war. Zelensky spoke to the uh, Congress yesterday. He's getting the hero worship. He spoke to the Canadian uh, Parliament the day before. Most people focusing on the no-fly zone, though he did make overtures that he would be willing to say, hey, I don't want to join NATO. Uh, People seem to be minimizing the the diplomatic aspect of this whole thing. What are your thoughts on the whole war and Zelensky himself? I want to make two major points here. Zelensky is a rise to the occasion. I didn't like him before. I thought he was kind of a third-world guy and not really in control of his country, but he's proven me wrong, and he is a uh, very brave man, and we should help him as much as we can without provoking World War III. We might have to get into World War III if Putin is really insane and and he invades a NATO country, then it's a shoot war. It has to be. And I hope pray that doesn't happen and so every other decent person is with me on that the no-fly zone is a provocation because that would put nato planes and u.s planes up against russian migs they would shoot at each other and that would give putin an excuse to ignite world war three so you don't want to do that but the humanitarian no-fly zone that could be done whereas you uh carve out a corridor where these poor ukrainian refugees could get out without the Russians shooting at them. Now, if Russia violated that, <clears throat> then, you know, the whole world, then that takes China off the board. You see, China is one of the big, big things in this chess game. Um, so China right now is kind of, they can't really help Putin all that much. You, if Putin starts gunning down civilians in a humanitarian no-fly zone, which should be implemented by the United Nations, by the way, Okay, then, I mean, it's like, okay, she, you're going to stick up for Hitler? Hmm. I mean, that's who Putin is. Let's, he's evil, and that's what I'm doing. That's my lead story tonight on BillOReilly.com on the Newsman News. Is that how do you deal with evil? How do you deal with it? So evil is trying to coax you. I mean, that's what Putin's trying to do. He's trying to coax people into a wider situation. And people ought to know, and, and apparently some don't, that World War III kills millions. Not thousands, millions. All right? So just keep that in mind. That doesn't mean we back off. That doesn't mean we be afraid. You can't do that with a guy like Putin. You've got to punish him, and we are, with the economic sanctions. The second thing is there is this um, trend on the right among conservative people to say, well, Biden is a screw-up, and he's enabled Putin, and he's part of the problem here, so we're not going to support anything Biden does. Well, wait a minute. 
and I write my message of the day on BillOReilly.com on it. I hope everybody reads it. You're correct. Biden is a very poor president. He's on his way to being the worst president other than Buchanan, who ignited the Civil War. You can't top that. But he'll be second if it continues. But you don't turn your back on your country because you have a bad leader. You have to basically say America has an obligation to try to protect as many innocent people, i.e. Ukrainians, as it can, without producing a bigger uh, confrontation that would kill so many more. Doesn't that make sense to you guys? It, it, it makes a to- total amount of sense, but here's where it gets tougher. So when I sit down at dinner with Danielle Ava and Gabe, and I say what you just said, listen, I don't like Biden, he's the worst, blah, 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 but yeah, I feel like we should be doing maybe a little more. I'm not gonna, about to put Gabe, send you to Ukraine to fight and all that stuff. And, and Gabe goes to me, then what exactly, what should we be doing more? What should we be doing? And that's where a lot of Americans have difficulty answering that. Does it mean more planes, more money, more what? How do we do more without taking our kids and putting their lives at risk? All right, number one, don't ever engage with Gabe like that. Just give him my number. Have him call me. Uh, give the kid a break. You know, right? and I will yeah, do that. He's not gonna, he doesn't want to listen to you. Let's eat his dinner. Have him call me. I'll tell him, and everything will be that happy. Is, and by the way, Bill is serious. Gabe will call you next week. You'll pick Good, up the call. I'd be happy to talk to Gabe. You get a, get a conference call. Talk to all of his friends. Uncle, that Uncle Bill. So look, you're, you're a, the president of the United States now. God help us. Um, and, and hey, I'd be, say, I'd, right. I'd, I'd be better than Biden. You got to give me that. Sure, you'd be better than Biden. I mean, the guy in the subway who can't stay awake would be better than Biden. Yeah. Okay, all right. So you basically have to say to yourself, look, we got to help these people. That's our number one priority. So what do we do? The only way you help them is to a get them out of there if they want to leave. That's number one, and that's where the humanitarian no-fly zone comes. Um, number two, you send them as much supplies as you can, both military and food and right. other staples and medicine. Right. Okay. And the third is you, you max up the pressure on Putin economically so that his own army turns on him and overthrows him. Those are the three things that you can do. Now, they're all being done. Are they being done effectively? I hope so. Well, you tell me number three is being done. Really? The the screws on the Russian economy? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yes, yes. Sure. Yes, it is. It. That's why Gabe's got to call me. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the president in this case is actually doing the right thing by, by refusing the no-fly zones and not, not sending the MiGs directly from the United States, which would possibly cause a provocation. But I think back to my earlier point, again, Zelensky made an overture to the Canadian parliament about not wanting to be a member of NATO, uh, or not, not going to be a member of NATO, that's a huge concession. He was indicating he's Absolutely. willing to... Absolutely. He wants, he, he wants he to wants give to Putin deal. whatever Putin needs to right. get the hell out of his country. So the Ukrainians were not that jazzed on getting to NATO anyway. That's what people forget. It wasn't like the Ukrainians were going, oh, i got to be in NATO. No, they had an opportunity to negotiate, and they, had, and they didn't. They did because they didn't want to provoke Putin. Right. Now, if the Ukrainians didn't have Putin, yeah, they'd like to be in NATO because it's a better alliance than being, you know, with the uh, Tartars in Russia who do nothing for them. So you, you, you have to look at it in, in Zelensky is doing trying to save his country. 
I think America, and, and I'd like to see um, Biden knock off, we're doing this, we're doing that. Don't tell Putin what you're doing. Right. All right? Just send them the stuff that they want, the ground stuff. And the final thing on the MiGs is, this is the biggest myth in the world. And I, I see these generals parading on cable television, and it's, I, I can't even believe it. No military expert believes that Ukrainian pilots could stand up to Russian pilots. These planes are going to get blown out of the air if they even get off the ground. Where are you going to base them? As soon as you bring in uh, high-tech planes, warplanes to Ukraine, guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to be blown up from the sky. The Russian Air Force is going to go in and devastate wherever those planes are. Do we not understand that? You're not going to even get them up. And if you do get them up, the poor pilot is going to last about a minute and a half up there. The Russian Air Force is one of the best in the world. I mean, I'm sitting there going, this is just moronic. Oh, we're going to go in and defeat (laughs) the Russian Air Force with Ukrainian pilots? Come on. No, we we have to end this with diplomacy, not uh, with arms, because we're giving the Ukrainians false hope. And in the meantime, a lot of people are dying. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, the uh, the Biden administration, I mean, uh, aside from uh, doing the right thing on the no-fly zone and the MiGs, I mean, some stupid things like you talked about this on your TV show at BillOReilly.com, hiring TikTok influencers oh, and, and, and blaming Putin and trying to propagandize young people. You know, but it's all not working for Joe. So I know we got to run. You guys should give me an hour. I mean, I, we have lots to talk about it. It's not working for Joe. He's not going to run for president again. That's the good news on this St. Patrick's Day. I want to tell everybody on WABC, Biden has three more years, less than three. He's gone. Yeah. There's no way on earth that Biden or Kamala can run again. True. It's a disaster, and it's not going to get any better. That's the bad news. We'll have to, you know, tread water on this inflation, but he's finished. No, he's finished. Uh, we could survive the next two and a half years. You're right. It'll all be good. Uh, we'll call you at 715 tonight, Bill, okay? I just sent Gabe your number. Figure a call about uh, 715. <laughs> you were great today, as always. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you all for right, all you do. Have fun in the movies. Sid's going to the movies. Have fun. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Take care. Bill. I sent, you know, I send when, when something good happens in my life, Bernie, I send something to you, obviously. I send it to Danielle. I send it to Bill. So I sent Bill in the, uh, the column from Inside Radio a couple of days ago about me going to Hollywood to act in this movie. And he said, well, that's impressive. Call me when you play a rabbi, not a mobster. <laughs> that's that's Bill Yeah, He's great. All right, we've got a big uh, fourth hour coming up celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Bill Donahue, he is always an amazing guest. He'll be here. Tommy Smith will be here. And the St. Patrick's Day version of Beat Bernie. What an exciting 9 o'clock hour about to come your way. Keep it right here. Brady! Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. As we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, and we will be doing so all day long here on 77 WABC. 
uh, John Katzmanzidis uh, recognizing all ethnicities and, uh, you know, parades and uh, first responders. And in that tradition, we'll be doing that today, again, as I say, all day long. Congressman Peter King and myself will be hosting the noon hour here on 77 WABC. They're calling it the Irish Hour. We're going to talk all things Irish, uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, take some phone calls, and we have some special guests lined up, so check it out. Is Rudy coming on? Rudy may be coming on. Not Giuliani. You know? No, no, not, not Giuliani. How the, did you the, know? The kid from Notre Dame. Come on. How did you, you listen? Uh, uh, Peter King went is a Notre Dame alumnus, yes, as he you is. know. So uh, uh, I'm just saying, surprise guest. Oh, you're going to get Stay Sean tuned. Astin. Look Stay at you. Stay tuned, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Baby. Listen. Every St. Patrick's Day, we 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 have a guest on. He is the president of the Catholic League. This man is brilliant. He pulls no punches. He's just great. He's funny. We love him. His name is Bill Donahue. He's, he joins us right now. He's on the line. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. I'm getting thirsty already. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you, you are a big – well, you like to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Let's put it that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that myself. Uh, but, Bill, you long, long since stopped marching in the St. Patrick's Day parade – for, uh, I guess, a good reason. You had a falling out with those folks. So uh, you want to tell us about that? Yes. I, we were marching there for about 20 years, and I, and, and I love the, the guys at the top. Uh, some of them have passed away. They're very good men. Unfortunately, the corporate boys over at, uh, uh, at WNBC uh, who are uh, involved with the parade, along with some lawyers and John Leahy from Quinnipiac University, uh, they took advantage of the, the guy who was running the parade. He was a good man, John Dunleavy. And uh, they, they, they tried to take advantage of me, but it didn't work. Here's, let me just cut to the quick. For about 20 years, I was the guy whom they went to as the, kind of like the unofficial spokesman for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And I was the guy who went on radio and TV and said, look, it's okay to bar gays from marching under their own banner. They can march like anybody else can. That's a myth that they could not march. Uh, but it's, they're not anti-gay, the parade organizers, because if that were the case, they'd have to be anti-life. We don't allow pro-life people to march in the parade under their own banner. They could march as, as in, a, in the unit they want. Uh-huh. And I said, that, that's, so that, that's the way it is. In other words, it's about St. Patrick's Day. You want to have a gay pride parade, fine. It, it, that's what you do. But you, don't, you can't crash our parade. So we did that for 20 years. And in 2014, Catholic League, uh, my contingent, we marched in the parade. Everything was fine. After the parade was over, sometime in late summer, they contacted me, the, the top people, and they said, Bill, uh, we're going to make a switch for next year in 2015. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we're going to allow the gays to march into their own banner. Do you have a problem with that? I said, well, uh, I wouldn't if you have this, the pro-life people could march under their own banner as well, because that's the way we've phrased this for the last 20 years. They said, don't worry about that. They can march, too. Then they find out they lied to me. Wow. They will not allow a pro-life group to march under its own wow. banner, but they allowed the gays. And that's when I said wow. You elites, you lousy ruling class people, I'm pulling the Catholic League contingent from the parade, and we will never march again. Not because I don't love the St. Patrick's Day parade. I do, and, I have, but, and, and, and I'm a second-generation Irishman, and I'm an Irish citizen. But I don't like being lied to by my own people. Mm. No. no, no, you're right, Good and I have you. to Good tell you, you, you're exactly right. And um, at the end of the day, again, if you had just said only the gay people can't march with their banner... You didn't say that. You didn't make anything exclusive to the gay people. But my, my gut tells me, Bill, that people still probably describe you as homophobic, uh, just, uh, which, is, which is untrue, completely untrue. But because of the gay yeah. parade thing, have you been unfairly described as homophobic? 
unfairly described as everything in the world. <laughs> Are you kidding? And um, you know what? It's, it's it's like water off a duck. I mean, I don't really give a damn about these people. If anybody really knows me uh, knows I don't hate any particular group, but I have problems with certain people, like our former mayor, Mr. de Blasio. Where is he on St. Patrick's Day? There is yeah. Well, again, about it. Well, <laughs> he, he, he's probably taking a nap, if I know uh, Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Uh, sleeping off a, a weed uh, episode or whatever the hell it is. But, you know, on that topic, uh, Bill Donahue from the Catholic League, this uh, I want to get your thoughts on this don't say gay bill. Of course, it's not that. But, I mean, I think this is uh, it resonates with Catholics, you know, devout Catholics, and people all across the country, which is uh, p- parental rights. It's, it's a, the Parental Rights Act is what it is. Not ha- having, uh, you know, 27-year-old uh, pink-haired teachers talking sex with your kids. I mean, it's a harmless bill, but they've so, like they did with you, they propagandize, they lie, and they call it the don't say gay bill, and they misrepresent what it is. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's nothing anti-gay about it. It's pro-children. It's pro-parental rights. What we have in this country, in many school districts, not in all, but in too many of them, we have teachers and administrators making decisions to help and enable kids who are going through a difficult time and helping them to think through their sexual status. And maybe they want to transition to the opposite sex. And in many cases, they're doing it behind the backs of parents. Now, there's a word for this in the English language. It's child abuse, hmm. all right? When you, when you tell a kid that there's something normal about wanting to be a part of the other sex and that we're going to give you puberty blockers and you should consider anatomical surgery, that is child abuse. And the idea of leaving the parents out of it is obscene. No, there has to be a rebellion in this country. Look, you're either XY chromosome or your XX chromosome, XY for male, XX for female. There's no XYZ, okay? If you think that you're a a, a woman and when you're a man, you can think that. You can be delusional. You can think you're a giraffe. You can think you're King Kong. But that doesn't doesn't mean that we don't have an objective reality. Today is Thursday. It's St. Patrick's Day. There is such a thing as truth. It's not Wednesday. It's not Friday. All right? So people need to get it through their heads. And these politicians who are trying to to submarine the rights of parents, they're despicable all over the country. And the Catholic League is very much involved in this fight, by the way. We're digging our heels in on this. The Pope, by the way, Pope Francis, who some people say he's on the left. Well, he is on some things. Do you know what he said about gender ideology, this, this pernicious idea that you can flip sexes? He's, he calls it demonic. That's the Pope. Mm-hmm. Gender ideology is demonic, and we stand with them. God, I miss you. I wish you were in studio. How come you're not in studio today? What are you doing? Are you at the bar? Well, we, you guys moved over there by Smith and Malensky's and my Newsmax friends. But maybe yeah. I'm over there and get, get a steak and a beer. Yeah. But I'm over here on 34th and 7th where de Blasio ruined the whole city. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> back. Oh, that's why. Okay. Oh, zombie town well, over well, there. You have said to me in the past, uh, and you, of course, you've been close to Bernard for a very, very long time. But I've only met you through Bernard the last six years. But you have said to me in the past, Bill, that I'm your favorite Jew. So while we're celebrating your day today, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, how about a happy Purim? for Sid Rosenberg. Well, the happy Purim, and, and, and there's, a, there's a Jewish guy who works in the neighborhood by Ken Applebaum. I meet him in the, the train here once in a while, Jewish guy who gets all our stuff. Uh, all my Jewish friends are, on, are good on this issue. I mean, you, you got crazy Catholics and Irish and Protestants and everybody else and, 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 and Catholics. What, but uh, listen, anybody who has common sense know that you shouldn't be hating any demographic group, racial, ethnic, sexual orientation or whatever. But let's put up a big stop sign when it comes to these sexual engineers, and that's what they are, sexual engineers trying to reroute the kids. Keep your hands off the kids. 
Bingo, bingo. Bill Donnie from the Catholic League. Shouldn't be hard. Keep your hands off the kids. That's pretty Uh, simple. Hey, Bill, uh, listen, uh, the the Biden administration, I mean, you're you're an astute observer of the scene. Uh, Right now, one of the big things is, of course, the Ukraine war and this uh, insane energy policy that that is being uh, pursued by the Biden administration in, in which to crush our own energy sector. We commit suicide. What are your thoughts on all that? I mean, the idea that he would try to break bread with the communists in Venezuela to deal with their oil. I mean, we, we have enough oil right here in our own country and in Canada. Why, why do we have to go to communist countries? Why would you talk to the people in the Middle East, the mullahs, who, who, who hate us? I mean, uh, you know, uh, this guy has done just about everything wrong. But look who's waiting in, in, on deck. I mean, she doesn't know Tuesday from Thursday any more than he does. True. No, you're right about that. It could get a heck of a lot worse in a heartbeat. So, Bill, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I have gone to St. Patrick's Cathedral many, many times over the last two years. Uh, Bernie, you know this, of course. I even last year, much to Lou Rufino's chagrin, got ashes on Ash Wednesday, and the priest said it's okay even though you're Jewish. Uh, and, of course, uh, St. Pat- uh, Patrick's Cathedral shares the name, the same priest, as we're celebrating, uh, the same saint, I should say, we're celebrating today. Tell us a little bit about St. Patrick and why, in fact, this day that church is all named after him. Right. St. Patrick was born in Britain in the 4th century, and uh, he was enslaved. He grew up an atheist, by the way, uh, and uh, he escaped from slavery, and uh, he went to Ireland. And there, he didn't bring Christianity to Ireland, but he did more to spread the gospel than any other single person. Uh, And he became a priest and a bishop. And uh, what what he's known for, I mean, people think about snakes and stuff, all, all this mythology nonsense. Look, he's the first public person in history to condemn slavery. Aristotle thought it was normal to have slavery, and so did most people growing up. I mean, there wasn't a racial dimension, you have to understand. People of the same race would enslave each other. It started with the prisoners of war. And I'm not justifying it. I'm simply saying that it was more of a servant-type relationship. Right. St. Patrick said, wait a minute, there is such a thing as human rights. Now, that's what we would call natural law. While it began with Aristotle, certainly the, Catholics, uh, the Catholic tradition gave it with Aquinas and others, actually St. Patrick, uh, even, even, even more power. Wow. He understood that everybody had equal rights before God, even if not before the law. And he also insisted on equal rights for women. So St. Patrick, it, it should, you know, we should celebrate and have a good time and all that. But people, including the Irish Catholics, they should learn more about him. He was a great man in human history for everybody. Wow. Listen to how smart this man is. He's Bill so Donahue from the Catholic League. Unbelievable. Hey, Billy, you mentioned you're over, still over there on 34th Street. This St. Patrick's Day parade is the first in, in two years, actually in three years, uh, because of the pandemic. And the city has gone way, way downhill. You over there by Penn Station, as I mentioned earlier, that is zombie town. And now, But the parade coming back signals maybe the resurgence of the city. Eric Adams is the mayor now, the, the law and order guy. Do you have hope for New York City or, or no? No, I do have hope for New York City. I mean, Eric Adams, uh, sometimes I'm not sure. One day he goes one way, the other day he goes the other way. Exactly. I think, I think his instincts are good, and I think we should encourage him to go with his instincts and not listen to these, try to cover his left flank. Uh, I, I think New York City uh, will rebound. Uh, I, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not too pleased with our Irish Catholic governor. Uh, oh, she sucks. No uh, she sucks. We hate her. Uh, she's yeah, terrible. yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, as usual, we're on the same page. I mean, uh, she wants to give $200 million to set up uh, weed shops in New York. They couldn't do it on their own. 
And in order to get a license, the first people online, you have to be busted for drugs? Yes. It's going to be like saying you can't open an Irish pub unless you've been had a DWI or arrested for drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, that is true. a great analogy. Yeah, that is wow. very, very true. That's fun. Yeah. Leave, leave that alone with the and, mo- and mo- Adams is the same. Uh, same on thing. the same page as same her. Thing, yeah. Yeah. So when Bill sits down, Donnie, later on this morning or this afternoon, to start to really enjoy the holiday, how does it start? Is it a beer? Is it a shot? What is uh, how does Bill drink on this specific holiday? Give us the whole. I'm strictly a beer and red wine guys, guys. So the hell with the red wine tonight. But I am going to go for the beer. I'll be born. I'll be joining my friends at, at Docs and uh, oh, Docs. Quite frankly, I am getting very, very thirsty just talking about it. My throat is parched. <laughs> <laughs> how, when it's all said and done, how many beers will Bill Donahue have today? Honestly, oh, I don't know, fifteen, twenty. <laughs> Look at that. Pulls no punches Bill Donahue, and. Uh, baby. Leaves nothing on the table. Bill Donahue, you're great. you got to go back more than just on St. Patrick's Day. We'll have you back soon. Uh, Bill Donahue from the Catholic League, thank you so much for appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Pat's to both of you guys. Yeah, we love, love you, you Bill. We love you, pal. President of the Catholic League. And, uh, I mean, just an absolute treasure. Bernie. Hey, hey, listen, I love that. That is so true about the, uh, the, uh, the pot dispensaries. You have to be arrested, uh, have a drug conviction, yeah. Yeah. and it would be like opening a bar saying, and the only people who can open a bar is somebody who was arrested for DWI. That is brilliant. It is brilliant. But to Nothing be honest, short of. But to be honest, uh, my wife is getting into that business, and she's going to represent some of the shops that are going to start to sell weed legally, and the licenses to do that are a lot of money. So she stands to make a lot of money. So I'm going to stay out of that conversation. <laughs> Well, that has nothing to do with the topic. I mean, why should uh, convicted uh, drug dealers be uh, rewarded? The first rewarded, to get licenses, right, rewarded, yeah. right? Exactly. That that makes no sense. That makes no sense. But that's New York. What are you going to do? I don't think they do that in Florida, and and they, that's a booming business in Florida. My cousin John Robbins down there, big time attorney, he's made a fortune. Uh, getting these people their licenses, and I don't think that's the rule down in Florida. I think that's just only in New York. Yes. No, this is some woke rule because they they say uh, the 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? The profiling back in the day, stop and frisk. A lot of people were arrested yes. unjustifiably. Blah blah blah. Bunch of nonsense. Bunch of crap. Bunch of reverse racism is what it is. Agreed. Well, Bill Donahue, you brought him to the table for us, Bernie. That was a great, great, great. Uh, call out of you. You guys have a long-time friendship. And our next guest is another buddy of yours, and he's equally as hilarious. Uh, this guy, Tommy Smith, he 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 hosted the parade for years on, on Channel 4, WNBC. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he is a great raconteur. He's a funny guy, a great Irishman with a thick accent. You're going to enjoy him, folks, on the Bernie and Sid Show coming up next. And it's no No, never, no more. I've been a wild rover for many a year. I spent all my money on whiskey and beer. And now I'm returning with gold great It's a great song. But uh, we have a great guest standing by. His name is uh, Tommy Smith, and he's an Irish soccer commentator. He works for ESPN. I still believe he works for ESPN, calling the games. He's also going to host the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade on Channel 4 WNBC today. 
He's been doing so for years with his wife, Teresa. Let's bring him in. Tommy, good morning. Good morning, and a very happy St. Patrick's Day to you from uh, a morning where St. Patrick is blessing us all with a little uh, water. Absolutely right. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you as well, Tommy. So listen, you're going to resume your duties today hosting the uh, parade. It's a big deal because the parade was missing in action for the last two years. So it, uh, you know, it portends good things for the city, good things for, well, the country, I would say. Yeah, well, it was one of the big events before the country closed, and now it's one of the big events when the country is opening. And it is the 261st St. Patrick's Day Parade. And I know there's probably people out there saying, but Tommy, the last two years there was no parade. Now, there was no parade on television, but there was a bunch of guys went with the fight in 69. They marched up Fifth Avenue at 6 o'clock in the morning with the permission of the authorities, and that way they kept the street going. So the parade has been on the streets of New York for 14 years before the U.S. You know, I remember our conversation, Tommy, last year very, very vividly. Uh, you were upset, uh, and uh, you were, I guess, in Dublin, somewhere in Ireland, and you said to me and Bernie, you said, guys, we are completely shut down. But not only shut down like we were here in New York, but you couldn't even leave your house. Like, Ireland was, like, really, really strict with the COVID. So for you, this is really a big deal because you went through it very, very hard in your homeland. Yeah, I remember telling you I was near Hackball's Cross. Remember that? Yes, That's where yes. I, was. I was at home last year, and it, everything was closed down. You were only in an emergency go to the store. You weren't allowed to circulate. I mean, it was really very, very tightly done. But we're back this year on, on this St. Patrick's Day, March 17, 2022. Uh, Tommy, listen, uh, obviously you were born in Ireland, but the, the story of the Irish in America, it's one hell of a story uh, back in the, well, uh, you know, 17th century, 18th century, 19th century, but there's a lot of discrimination. However, the Irish prevailed, and now we're doing pretty well in this country. What is your experience with the Irish in America? Well, my experience is very, very much so that I always say that if you want an example of the American dream, I came from a little parish called Knockbridge in County Loud. There was like 10 houses in it, and I've ridden, risen through the ranks with ESPN, and now it's serious. And, uh, you know, it's been an unbelievable ride. Unbelievable. You couldn't believe what I've done. I've been uh, the Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade in 2008. So I know what it's like this morning to be part of this parade, shall we say. Oh, no. You're, you're more than just a part of it, Tommy. You're, uh, you're an integral major part of it. And, you know, through the years here at ESPN, I did sports for many, many years here in New York on WFAN. And a lot of people, play-by-play guys, have gotten famous with their statements. Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles when the Americans beat the Russians in the Olympics 1980? Even a guy like Mike Breen screams bang every time somebody makes a basket. But you, Tommy, you found a way to include jizz with soccer. <laughs> yeah, I found I found a way to get myself in trouble by saying that the guy had no jizz. But my my favorite saying in soccer, as you know, was a bulge in the old onion bag, and you can take that for what you want. Uh, the bulge in the old onion bag, I like that. That is colorful. The show I the show I do on Sirius now is called Grumpy Pundit. So there's names everywhere, isn't there? <laughs> Uh, so you will be, uh, uh, again, co-hosting the uh, the parade on Channel 4, I guess beginning at noon uh, uh, on WNBC-TV. So uh, no, today it, it's... It, go it ahead. starts at 11, sorry. It starts oh, at 11 o'clock. You don't miss any of it. Myself and Trasso, we're just around the corner now. We've been at Mass in St. Patrick's this morning. 
I had the great honour of reading from the pulpit. Unfortunately, oh, wow. the cardinal. The Cardinal's not there because his mom died right. and he's away for the funeral. So, you know, it's a great honour to get up in that pulpit and read, the, you know, get the readings done. And, and now we're on our way up to 64th Street here. This is where we commentate the parade from. We are on from 11 o'clock until 4 o'clock on WNBC. Well, this is good news. Good to hear. But uh, so you're going to sit there and, of, of course, the weather is not going to be as bad as predicted. It's going to be drizzly. It's going to be tolerable. It's going to be like Dublin on, on a normal day. Uh, but you'll sit there and you'll talk to uh, dignitaries, people passing by and uh, regale us with stories of uh, the, the old days in Ireland, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's that's what I intend to do anyhow. And I have Trassa here with me, my wife. She's my co-partner. And then we have Gus Rosendale, who is the, the play-by-play guy. Yeah. So, you know, we tell stories and uh, we have a few laughs here and there. Mm-hmm. We identify the people in the crowd because it is going to be a massive parade. Believe me, I'd say it'll be one of the biggest we've had in many, many years. And not counting the last two, of course. But yeah. it's... It's going to be massive. People, people just want to get out, guys. They're, they're fed up of it. They want a little bit of freedom. And by March and today, they are getting a bit of freedom. Last one for me. By the way, I like Gus. Tell him Sid says I watch him on Sunday mornings okay. with Pat before yeah. uh, Chuck Todd on, on NBC and Meet the Bus. Uh, last one for me, Tommy. I want to go back to soccer for a second. Not that I'm the biggest soccer fan, but I do enjoy it every now and then. Uh, about a month ago, the women's team here in the United States got themselves a big win, Megan Rapinoe and that whole crew, when they found out they're going to make as much money as the men's team. Now, here in America, at least, dating back to the Mia Ham days, the women have been a lot more successful at soccer than the men. So I'm okay with it. But, but on the surface, the fact that the women's soccer team here makes as much as the men, how does Tommy Smith feel about that? Well, I feel equality for everybody. If, if you're good enough to get it, and they're, they're good enough to make a decision. I mean, they fought a battle for that. They fought a battle for that. I don't think you can take it away from them on merit. I mean, to have won World Cups, which the men are far, far short of. Admittedly, the competition is not as great in the Women's World Cup as it is in the Men's World Cup. So right. they've been in court for a long time. They finally got it. Some of them are still not happy with it. They think that it should be more. Right. But amazingly, the women's team in Ireland gets played the same as the men's team in Ireland for playing soccer and have for a long time. Look at that, the Irish ahead of the curve, as usual. Hey, Tommy Smith, the, the, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, 11 o'clock, Channel 4, WNBC-TV. I got, Go can, ahead. I, can I just tell you one more little thing? You know, you know the way they always say that Ireland is heaven? Well, I have proof that it's true because uh, Jesus Christ was walking around and he came upon God, you see. And he said to God, he said, God, this pandemic, he said, I don't know what we're going to do. What did you do? And God said, oh, I went to Ireland. And Jesus Christ said, why did you go to Ireland? He said, well, everybody was working from home. So he said, I went home to work from home, too. There you go, guys. <laughs> that like is that. beautiful. Tommy good, Smith, Tommy. man, you are great. Terrific. Tommy, good luck today with your wife, Teresa, at the parade. And thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show. God bless. Happy St. Patrick's Day. God bless you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all and to all of your listeners, yes. especially, you know, yeah. the, the Doherty's. They listen every morning. They never miss listening to you. And they're always on to me about Hack Balls Cross. So there you go. Oh, the Doherty's. Happy St. Patrick's Day to them. And a, happy, and a happy Purim to you, too, today, Tommy. Look Thank you that. so much. Take there. care. All right, pal. Take care. We do need a contestant for Beat Bernie which is about to come your way. Is this the uh, the St. Patrick's Day edition? Is this all Irish answers? Meanie does a good job with that. Okay. I thought it was. Okay. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. That's coming up next. 
Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. All right, then. Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Uh, before you get to Colleen in the game, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day today, as we've been doing all morning with Bernard and all these really amazing guests, starting with John Katsimatidis. 77 WABC is giving away your free limited edition 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pin. This is a nice one, very nice one. To get yours, go to wabcradio.com slash pin and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with us. 77 WABC. That's WABCradio.com slash pin for your free 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pin. Also, at the very top of today's program, almost four hours ago, I mentioned I put up a picture yesterday working out at New York Sports Club in my yellow T-shirt looking very beany, muscular, and gorgeous. And um, I got a lot of responses to that picture. There was one common response that echoed something that Lou Rafino said a week ago. Hey now. Hey now is right. Hey. Question is, what was that response? We'll have that answer for you coming up in the last segment. But oh, first, the suspense. I know it's so exciting. I can't stand it. Oh, it's so exciting, Lou. It is Beat Bernie. Colleen is an executive assistant, which makes no sense if you're an executive. I can be an assistant. Anyway, executive, well, I guess you can be. Uh, she's out in Belleville, New Jersey. Good morning, Colleen. How are you, sweetheart? Hi, Sid. Happy Purim. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Thank you so much. Uh, where exactly is Belleville, Colleen? What's that next to? Uh, it's right outside of Newark. Is it like uh, Bergen County? No. No, Essex. Oh, Essex County. Okay, okay. Are you a New Yorker originally, or have you been in New Jersey your whole life? No. I'm born and raised in Newark all my life. Moved to Belleville, like five miles from Newark. I figured that. Where did you live in New York most of your life? Newark I lived in, in the Galesburg section. Gotcha. Okay. Well, are you ready to play today's game? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You sound smart, so kick Bernie's ass. All right, here we go. Here's number one. What does... Uh, oh, I hope you're listening to Bill O'Reilly. What does Aaron Gobra mean? Oh, come on. You got to know this. You don't know it? I How? do. I do. Well, are you ready to play today's game? Uh, Ireland forever. Yeah, that's very good. You gotta lower your radio. I'm hearing myself in the background. So Wait, one of them is enough. Yeah, I know. One of them is believe me, I feel that. Believe me, I feel that way too. <laughs> Holy Number moly. two, according to Irish lore, what animal did St. Patrick drive out of Ireland? Was it A, horse, B, snake, C, mule, D, elephant? Snake. Yep. Very good. What was the name of the 1993 Steven Spielberg movie in which northern actor Liam Neeson played the lead? And it wasn't Lansom. Uh, Come on, Purim. Purim, 1993. Come on. Purim. Liam Neeson. All right, too late. It's uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Number four, what American city died every St. Patrick's Day? This is true. Uh, I believe there's two, but um, I'm going to say Chicago. Yes! Very good, Colleen. And finally, which traditional Irish musical instrument was adopted as a logo by Guinness? The great beer Guinness. The the harp. Very good. You are, I tell you, you are tough, Colleen. No, you got four right. That's very, very good. Congratulations. Let me get to uh, Bernard, see if he fares any better. Bernie, you like, uh, you're not a big Guinness guy. You like uh, Foster's, right? 
Uh, well, I like uh, yeah, I like force. I don't don't like Guinness. I don't like the taste of it. No, yeah, it's nasty. But uh, drink. some people love that. Stuff. It's an acquired taste. It's it, not it's not your traditional like, uh, uh, it's it's hoppy hoppy beer. It's and, awful and totally different from Ireland to here. Too. Oh, is that true? Uh, oh yeah, yeah that's I, true. in Ireland it tastes much better. You're, like, you're, you're like a you're 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 kind of short. Like what can aside? Yeah, like, but you, I can't drink Guinness either. It's, you can't either. It's okay. like I can have like twelve Guinnesses on. Yep, I'm shocked. There is a dark. Listen, there was a dark beer in Ireland, which is uh, popular over there. The most popular beer, it's called Smithix. 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 It, it Smithwicks. actually has a W, Smithwicks, but it's, right. they pronounce it Smithix. And that is my drink of choice in Ireland. There you go. You got uh, some onion bag on you, McGurk. Uh, look, it, don't talk about the jizz now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That was you. Let's get that straight. All right. All five, you win, Bernard. Here's number one. What does Erin Gobra mean? It means... Uh, the Irish are oh, the on. best. I don't know. Wrong, you Bill O'Reilly just forever. said it. Ireland forever. forever. Ireland forever. By the way, do you get offended with that Aaron Gobralis nonsense? Which I, which I have no. To, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> the Irish don't get offended. That's, right, that's true. That's well, he's, he's hammered. Bottom line. Offended. He's too yes. drunk to be upset. <laughs> just enjoy life. <laughs> now, that's offensive. Number two. Stop, please. I'm yeah. leaving. <laughs> According to Irish lore, what animal did St. Patrick drive out of Ireland? A, a horse, B, snakes. Snake, yep. snake, 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 snake. Bernie, what I, was the name of the 1993 Steven Spielberg movie in which Northern Irish actor Liam Neeson played the lead? Spielberg, uh, I'll give you the same hint I gave the lady. Purim, come on. It was uh, Schindler's, Schindler's yes, List. Yes. What of American course. city dyes its river green every St. Patrick's Day? That would be the lady with the big uh, dip. That's Chicago. Right. That's right. Very good. Lori Lightfoot. Yes. Yeah. And which traditional Irish musical instrument was adopted as a logo by Guinness? Is the Irish uh, Irish symbol? Uh, anyway, it's the harp. Yes. All right. Good game today. Bernie and Colleen played to a four-four tie. Quickly, Bernie, say hello to Colleen. Colleen, I love the name. Where are you from? I'm from Belleville, New Jersey. Belleville. Well, uh, great, uh, great effort today. You tied me. I, I should have gotten Aaron Gobra, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I didn't. But uh, so, how are things out in Belleville? Things are good. Things are good. Are you going to march in the parade, or, or what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we're going to have our corned beef dinner Sunday with my kids and their, my grandchildren. I like what hell. Going to be a lot of drinking, a lot of uh, you know. A lot of uh, whiskey, a lot of beer, a lot of uh, Irish coffee? No, no, not really. All right, Colleen. Well, listen, uh, you were a great contestant. Thank you for listening to the Bernie and Sid Show, and uh, congratulations on getting four right and tying me. Thank you, Bernie. Appreciate Take it. Take uh, 1-800-848-9222. We'll close out the show next. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. I love this song. It's about a guy on heroin from Ireland. Side 2 in the old days when they had Side 2's Unforgettable Fire. This is bad by you two. <laughs> Thanks for the uplifting moment. It is what it is. Such a good song. Bad by you two. So, um... Bernie sent me such a nice text yesterday that I, I felt like I had to mention it today. Tomorrow's my last day until the following Monday. I'll be in California all next week shooting this movie. And Bernie sent me already, this is now Wednesday, 
not even leaving until Sunday already, and I miss you text. And it was nice because he No, no, really I said I'm, I'm going to miss you. Right. That was very, well, yes, well, it was very I, nice. I didn't say I miss you already. Well, no, you don't miss me yet, right? Maybe probably annoy me at this point, but you're going to miss no, me. No, no, no. It just, it just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. But you did say I'm going to miss you, which was very, very That's sweet. That's correct. I very, that was very nice, bro. Very nice. Yeah, Seriously. Well, it's true. Well, it's, it's true. very nice. I mean, uh, you make it easy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, just uh, working too. with a talented guy like you. You make it easy. Thank you. And, you too. Uh, and, and fun. Thank you, bro. On top of all else. You too. We've had a blast uh, today. I do want to get this thing out there quickly. The response to the picture from the gym. Guess the most common response Sid has received since posting this photo. Looking very yoke, veiny, big uh, at the club. It's exactly what Lou Rapino said last week. Put it up, Eric. Uh, put it up. Yeah, throw it up. Throw it up. The response was... Quote Lewis, you're never coming back. <laughs> like it's like it's not known. I mean, but it's funny that all these people said the same thing with that picture yesterday. I'm not even sure they heard you say wait, wait, that. Wait, last wait, wait. Week. You're never coming back. Picture. What does that mean? Well, no. So here's what happened. So last week when you were out, I I presented to Lou in the audience that I'm going to be away for the whole week in California shooting this movie, and the first thing Lou said was, "You're not coming back." <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, it was yeah. after he described the scenery. Oh, I got palm trees. It and is. I got another movie. 85 and Degrees. Another right? guy wants to offer me this. And true. That. true. Right. That's all true, by the way. All of it. Right. And then Sid tried to sell it with, no, radio's my life. I did. I, I, I love this job. It's I true. I love John I, I love you guys. I love everybody. <laughs> That's I true. got a big contract. I'm coming back. That's all true. And I said, well, of course you're not coming back. Well, what's he going to do? Sleep in a homeless <laughs> tent? Done it He's before. Did, you got to get set up. <laughs> For some part that some guy said he could have? Yeah, I think he'd do that. And Lou thinks if somebody offered me like a really big part for a lot of oh, money, I'd never oh, come back. While you're out there, in other words, you can't leave. Right. you got to start now. Right, okay, right, right. we got a, we got a nice little duplex for you. In fact, we got a place for you on the beach in Malibu. Danielle and, and Gabe will love it. Ava's going to college anyway. I it's see. your first deal. Uh, uh, I, I still couldn't do it. I'm on the contract here for like 90 of years. Of course. <laughs> and uh, and, and, and you, this is your last week in New York City. I mean, you've got roots. You're anchored here. You can't possibly not come back. No, plus, I, I, to the, I love this job the most. Will you stop, Lou? Bottom line. Bottom, bottom line, line Louis. I'm not saying another Louis, word. You are too much. Hey, listen, let me just mention today I'll be hosting, co-hosting the noon hour with Congressman Peter King. It's called the Irish Hour. We're going to talk all things uh, Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, and our experience as Irishmen here in the United States. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. I, I will listen to that. Uh, 12 to 1 this afternoon, Bernie and, uh, and Peter King. You know, when you we'll, give we'll me an a, example, give me an example of something that may come up on the show with you. Well, first of all, John Katzmatidis is going to come on. We're oh, going to cool. have Lydia Serrano is going to do a report from uh, Fifth Avenue. Cool. We're going to have a surprise guest or two. Nice. And uh, again, we'll talk. Like I'm first generation Irish. My parents are Irish immigrants, uh, so it's uh, we'll talk things like that and uh, talk to people who have similar experiences. Now, will you speak to your beautiful father today? Will he wish his son, Brian, you know, a happy St. Patrick's Day? That is, uh, I've been contemplating that. Uh, it's fraught with peril, because uh, you never know. Right. Plus, uh, he's he's a little bit hard to hear. And so he, right, who is this? Why did I can't hear you? We spent five minutes, you know, beginning. But uh, it may happen. We'll see. Okay. And uh, your son, who's a great kid and recently married, uh, he'll be coming over later on tonight. And your your new daughter-in-law, God bless her, she's going to make you the whole traditional Irish dinner tonight, yes? Exactly right. Corned beef, cabbage, potatoes, potatoes. 
Sounds as so they nice. say uh, back in the hood, their potatoes. It's going to be great. We're going to maybe watch The Quiet Man, have a couple of pops. You know what I'm saying? It's a, 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 a typical traditional Irish dinner. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, my daughter-in-law, she's beautiful. Uh, Jessica, she's going to be making it, and uh, I look forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be a uh, a wonderful, wonderful time. So, probably Bernie and so much negative stuff. The war in Ukraine, obviously, innocent people being murdered every single day. The issues inside this country. It's amazing that we have such a good time on this show because in the six years we've been together, we very rarely discuss anything fun. It's usually something that's, that's disastrous, right? But but we have such a good time, and I think it was uh, was really evident of that. I think we had so much fun. All the guests were great. Everybody really reveled in the St. Patrick's Day celebration from Cats to Bill O'Reilly to Tommy Smith uh, to uh, Bill Donahue. Uh, Pete Morgan. I mean, everybody just seemed to have a really good time today. Exactly right. We covered the requisite stuff, but uh, even with Bill O'Reilly, he's hilarious. I mean, he, make, he makes he makes the uh, the dangerous uh, fun, you know, 100%. and smart as well. Well, don't listen to Bill O'Reilly. Go out there today, get hammered, throw up all over the place, make a complete ass of yourself, and that's what this holiday is all about. <laughs> and you better come back. Too. You see that? You see that? That's a slur. That's a go. slur. Go out there on Fifth Avenue and take your genitals out and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. It's all good with us. Hey, uh, Bernard, I love you, baby. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I've been listening at 12 o'clock. That was Thank awesome you, today. Thank you, Sydney. All the love to you as well. Have a you great too. day yourself. Great job, uh, Lou Rafino. Drop dead, uh, Dropkick Murphy's here. This is great stuff. Justin Ellick, as always, Luke Lograno, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine, Jackson Carl, good morning to you. We uh, we got a whole day of programming coming up for St. Patrick's Day with the big one coming up at noon with our guy Bernard McGurk and Peter King. Folks, enjoy this St. Patrick's Day Purim NCAA Basketball Tournament Day. From all of us to all of you, Eric Cobra! <laughs> Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.